I'm going to do a terrific show today, and I'm going to help people because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. What's going on, Pearl Jam nerds? You're listening to Single Podcast Theory, and I'm Brad Lyons. And I'm Brad Blazek. Welcome this week. It's finally here, motherfuckers. Yes, yes a year and a half it's later. It's a year. Yeah, you'll do. a year and a half, but... Right. Uh, and you just heard another laugh, maybe, and you're wondering who that is. It's my good, good brother, friend, Matthew Mayfield. Yes, it is. How are you, bud? Dude, I'm good. I'm Man. stoked. We've been talking about doing this for like almost a, a year and a half. A long time, dude. Like since before the podcast started. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, you were like, I'm starting to, I want to do a Pearl Jam podcast. And I was like, well, sign me up for Yield. Yield. <laughs> Put me <laughs> it was, down. It's great. Yeah, because Clint was like, I want no code. You're like, I want Yield. That's perfect. So oh, yeah. thanks for thanks for being here. Oh, dude, thanks for having me. Spending your Sunday afternoon with us. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm going to tell everyone, those of you who don't know who Matthew is, past being one of my best friends in the world for how long? Not that long is the funny thing. It should have been. You you would think that we've been friends for much longer. I'd say what four, five years. Five years probably. Something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So, um, but Matthew is also a solar artist, songwriter, kick-ass guitar player, um, just all around great musician. Apart from being my friend, so if you guys have not heard him, just just fucking type his name in. You're yeah. gonna find it. I mean, anywhere. It's everywhere, right? Literally yeah. everywhere you can buy music, yep. right? Anywhere. Um, so go, definitely go check it out. I know. Well, I said this last week on the show, but I'll say it to your face. Blue Cut Robbery oh, yeah. is fucking amazing. Thank I, you. I love that stuff. So, Thank you. And I, the reason I bring it up is because if you search Matthew Mayfield, it doesn't come up. Right. So I never heard of it until you posted something like a few months ago. Yeah. And I looked up Blue Cut Robbery and found it. Yeah. And I'm like... Why didn't anyone tell me about this? That's this like is the, amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like my alter ego, you know. It's just, you know, it's just five guys in a room with a tape machine just playing rock and roll. And I, I wrote these songs and got some of my favorite players, including Clint. Yeah. Um, we were three guitars, bass, drums, all the two-inch tape. And uh, it felt like making a Zeppelin record. You know, it was really fun. But, yeah, if you want to check it out, it's the if you're more of a rock fan, um and you like the rocker stuff more it's uh yeah it's the blue cut robbery and you can find it anywhere yeah uh, man anywhere you list, yeah. like to listen brad, brad be approved yeah dude All and right. then i'll say it again like last week if you want to look at some of his solo records uh i would recommend banquet for ghosts that's my if there's one record you're going to check out um which you should check out more than that but if i had to say one it would be banquet i would agree that's Thank a you. good record man recoil is good i I've been digging on that. Yeah. Yep. Thank you so much. Yeah, dude. So check that stuff out if you guys want to find out more about Matthew. Um, All right. So here here it is. We're going to get into Yield in just a little bit, uh, but we're going to go ahead and do a few... um, Pearl Jam story time. Pearl Jam story time. Couple, yeah, we're a couple be, quick short We're going to be short on the emails this, this week. This one's going to be a little longer. Because I want to leave room in case we have like a three-hour conversation right. just about the record, <laughs> which is very possible. Yeah. So... 
Um, you want to hand me my? I just got a new phone and my email is not set up yet, so I'm gonna grab Brad, Brad B's phone and we'll we'll do some Pearl Jam story time. Good evening. This is uh, Storytellers. We are here to tell stories. We just have friends up here that are listening to stories. Have I got a little story for you? This is the true story. All right. So this week is from my show, bud. Yeah. This night is one. this is from Ruben, who uh, we went together night one of Wrigley when yeah. I had um, GA. Uh, Ruben was one of uh, the people we met up with and hung out, and he had GA for that night too. So mm-hmm. we kind of palled around that night. So well, he he we bought well, it was his we, ticket. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, how I got exactly. in. Um, so thanks again, Ruben. I think about you all the time. I still got my. Uh, my parking passes for <laughs> Wrigleyville on my car because I yeah. can't. I don't want to take them off yet. I'm like, oh. Uh, but, <laughs> I'm all right, so, so jealous that they all went to that show. I know, dude. I was thinking about you a lot. But uh, you know, it sucks. I wish you could easily text, like, using your self-service at a sh- somewhere like oh, a show where there's, so like, 20,000, 50,000 people. Yeah. It's just, like, it's impossible. doesn't work. But um, All right, this is Ruben. He says, <laughs> the title of this email is Yield and LSD. I can't wait to see what this means because I haven't read this yet. Um, He says, hello there to the faithful, the alive, and the PJ nerds. When I heard this week was going to be about my second favorite Pearl Jam album, I had to tell a little story about me, LSD, and Yield. Okay, this is already making so much more sense because if you haven't met Ruben, which no one else or not many people that is listening to this have, just something about that intro just makes so much sense to me. It's all coming together. Yeah. Uh, He says, I was a sophomore in college, and some friends and I were having a small house party. At some point in the evening, I'd taken a hit of acid and let the night take me where it may. Everything was fantastic. Then my friend Eli dropped yield into the CD player, handed me the case, and walked away. I was seated on the floor inches from the speaker, peeking hard, and really wasn't uh, any good for conversation or anything else at that point. I recall staring into that beautiful panoramic picture of some lonesome Montana highway. Suddenly, when I opened the lid to where the die-cut yield sign was, thereby taking the sign out of the picture, the road and the mountains began to move in a left-to-right motion as if I were in a car watching the scenery go by. When I closed the cover, the yield sign returned and everything stopped. I must have done this hundreds of times during the duration of this album, sometimes opening the case, sometimes just putting my thumb over the sign, all having the same effect. In my brain, I had a revelation that Pearl Jam was giving us a metaphor for life on the cover of this album, that the world around us will continue to spin at crazy velocity, but we need to slow down momentarily, not to completely stop, but to yield, Uh, to take a view of all that was around us, to yield and be in the present tense, if you will. Now imagine, if you will, a 20-year-old college student who took acid. Uh, he said, mind you, I was the only person at said party tripping. Oh, God, I couldn't do that. I couldn't be the only one. I'd have to have a person there with me or I'd freak the fuck out. Terrifying. Uh, he said, I, who took acid pontificating on the meaning of life and how to be present because he had a moment in time with an album, its cover, and its creators. It was an incoherent mess, I'm sure, but I stand by it. We all need to yield from time to time to see that beautiful... Uh, to see that beautiful mountain, that desolate prairie, that hard, hard asphalt road, to appreciate all that we have around us. 
then get back into that MFC and drive off into the horizon. That's it, guys. Have a great podcast. Can't wait to hear what y'all have to say about the record. There's no leaving here. Ask I'm an ear, Ruben. It's nice. Yeah. nice little, it's like it's a little a good, short story. Yeah, yeah, man. I like it. Hell yeah, man. Tripping balls, listening right. to yields. <laughs> hey. God, God. God. Have you, you've never done that, have you? One time. You did? You yeah. did? Yeah. Yeah. Was <laughs> there it, you go. That's hilarious. Was it LSD or was it mushrooms? I don't know. It was just, well, you would know. <laughs> was it something you put on your tongue oh, or yeah, would you yeah, like yeah. drink something? Yeah, no, it was a little piece of a little paper. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, was in a, I was in a friend's basement playing guitar and I don't play guitar. And, but I was like, oh, but you were I was that in night. My, yeah, in my head, I was like, oh, this is Jimi Hendrix shit. Like, was, I'm on another yeah. level, bro. Yeah. Fro, flow state, yeah. bro. Yeah. Flow yeah. state. Um, that was good. I like that description. I'm too paranoid, though. Like, it'll yeah, fuck you, me whatever way up. you walk into it with is what you're gonna get out of it. Yeah. So if you go in like, I'm gonna freak the fuck out, right? You I'm might going freak to the freak, freak the fuck out. Yeah. Absolutely, I would probably. Have you ever be. done? You've never done that, right? Have I've you? never been a psychedelic guy. I've tried it. Gotcha. But, uh, bad experiences. Ugh, but, sucks. Mm, I had some weird ones. But. I love watching people <laughs> that are on it. Yeah, I've been. It's really I've been. Fun. In, I've been in that situation a few times. Yeah, and it's, it's nice being. Yeah. A, it, well, I mean, it can, sometimes it's kind of sad, and it, sometimes it's dark. Yeah, that's but true. If it's a bad one, but if it's a good one, it, they're it's really pretty f- funny. It's super funny. Yeah, it's awesome. really lovey. Yeah, it was only. It's like similar to like ecstasy or something. Not that I've done that either. I, J.K. You <laughs> wouldn't know about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks again, Ruben. What you got next? All who's, right. who's up next? We have a new listener from Denmark. Sweet. Uh, what's up? Uh, What's up, my favorite intro, Brad, and favorite analogy, Brad? There you go. There you go. Intro, Brad, and analogy, Brad. (laughs) All right. Who's who? Well, I'm intro, Brad, right? I'm the one who always says... Oh, okay. Yeah. What's up, beginning, And I come up with weird analogies. Mm Mm-hmm. That's... Okay. Uh, After spending the last two months listening to your podcast on my way to university, I finally caught up and can now listen to some Pearl Jam again. I'm 21 years old and from Denmark. Having been obsessed with this band for six years now, I was relieved to find a media with who a medium with whom I can share my obsession because everyone I know are too young to see the value and relevance of the quote unquote old bands. Sitting here in the cold November rain, I wanted to thank you for what you are doing because I'm certain I'm not the only one being alone with my Pearl Jam madness. Your podcasts age like red wine and Eddie. It gets better with time. And the new segment where you dig deep into certain important songs from their vast back catalog works great. Your listener interaction is great, and the episodes with Kate are really good, too. Uh, finally, the Yield episode is happening, and, it, and as it is my favorite album, I really look forward to that one. Anyhow, uh, I feel that this is just goodbye for now. Keep up the good work, Silas. What's up, Silas? Yeah, Silas nice, from Denmark. Man. Thanks for writing in. Well, dude. first of all, let's uh, let's just point out that he made a reference to Cold November Rain. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which is my yeah. other one of my other favorite bands. Um, but that right there, man, 21. 21. You know, digging through the back that catalog. Cool. That's what I did as a kid. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, I'm sure he's the last six years so he's what, fifteen, probably when he picked mm-hmm. up on Pearl Jam. Mm. Makes us feel old. Yeah. But at <laughs> no, the same but at the same time, that's awesome that people your age are actually uh paying attention to What's considered classic rock now? 
Mm-hmm. The, the old bands. Oh, God. I remember the first time I heard Pearl Jam on the classic rock station. I was like, what? And this, I don't mean this just happened like two years ago. Right. I mean, this is like 10 years <laughs> right. ago, tw- 15 years ago. I heard it on the classic rock. Yeah. It went from Zeppelin to Pearl Jam. I was like, terrifying. What? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Silas, for writing in, man. Yeah. We got uh, one more. We do. Let's see what we got here. Oh, our friend Tom. Tom Leahy. He says, oh, this is about, uh, this is about Hail Hail. It's entitled Egg Rolling. It's egg rolling thick and heavy. Oh, this past we carry. I could be new. You underestimate me. Ever heard the expression egg on my face or egg on your face to mean embarrassing? Like, I don't want to have egg on my face when this is all over. I think the lyric means the length of their shared past would be to would be reduced to a source of embarrassment if the relationship fails. Terrifying. Gotta love the rhyming of carry and underestimate me, by the way. <laughs> Ed probably wasn't using the rhyming, rhyming dictionary for that one. No, I don't think so. But that's one of the things I love. I mean, you, I know you and I have talked about his, well, and us too, yeah, his, his weird, like, f- word, flip. Wordplay. Yeah. yeah, that he that he does a lot of times yeah he's great with with trying to being clever about using syllables Mm -hmm. and you know phonics like bending certain words or it doesn't sound forced and one of the best examples we're going to get into just a little bit in my opinion but um yeah that's cool yeah i just still i wonder if that's what it refers to do you know like that's such a weird lyric and uh hail hail egg rolling rolling. yeah we kind of got into this like what the actual meaning behind that is? I mean, I, he might be right, but I don't know. I think your guess is as good yeah. as mine. Um, it's always been super weird to me, but I like it. I like it too. One of my favorite songs, if not my favorite song on that record. Hell yeah! All right, that was the shortest email that w- we've yeah, ever done. Besides, like the oh my first God. two episodes where we didn't have emails yet. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I ran them off. <laughs> it's all you. <laughs> no, we've got a ton of emails. We're just not. We're not diving in deep this yeah. week so we can save time for the for the yield stuff um all right so thanks for the emails we'll get back on track with our normal order of pearl jam story time next week if you want to email us you can email us at singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com you can uh hit us up and say hi to brad b on all the socials instagram twitter facebook uh we're on youtube all that good stuff right mm-hmm. am i missing anything major I, I, you know what the fuck the social medias are. If you're gonna look <laughs> no, at them, I, I zoned just out find for a minute. Them. No, 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 not you. I was <laughs> oh, talking to the listener. Oh, the people, I apologize. They know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was being rude to the, the many people that take time out of their week every week to listen to our bullshit. <laughs> I thought you were just being rude to me. No, no, no. That's no. You'll you know when I'm rude to you. Come on. Um, also, if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash single podcast theory. And it'll give you some information on how you can um, support the show past just being a listener. Uh, and we appreciate all of you, no matter what your level of support is. But if you can give, it helps us with operating costs, with shipping, with shirts, with stickers, with studio trips, studio <laughs> trips like Brad B. driving you know, into town for this show, all that kind of stuff. So obviously, this is not our full-time job. This is not how we make money. Um, so any little bit helps so we really appreciate it again yes, that's dot com slash single podcast theory <sighs> that's all done <laughs> all right so let's fucking talk about yield yeah is that cool let's do it all right so 
Why don't you just start us, Brad B, and do the usual, like, give us some, just some basic info. Uh, well, it was recorded in Seattle at Studio Litho, which is Stone Studio. And also, um, uh, at the time, it was called Bad Animals. Mm-hmm. It's now called Studio, Studio X. X. Yeah. But that is, at the time, it was owned by Ann and Nancy Wilson of mm. Heart. And More Seattle uh, shit. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, but it was recorded in 97 after the... They took like a brief break after the No Code tour, and then they got right back it, into it. Um, it was released February third, ninety eight. Do you remember that day, man? <laughs> oh yeah, I do. It's funny yeah, now that you I say too, that. It, I do remember that it was cold. Yeah. Well, I was in Orlando. Worked Simi. I lived in Simi, but I was at the Virgin Megastore in Orlando, yeah. and I went to the midnight release. Um, dragged my wife and and son there. They were not happy about it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I was, but a, I I was a junior in high school and did the same thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was packed. Mid- midnight sale. Yeah. A, a midnight on a Monday night in Orlando. I was I was in, I was was about to drop out of college and move to Nashville, and I went to Wild Man Steve's in Auburn in South Alabama <laughs> and bought go. my coffee of Yield. <laughs> and then you never, literally, you, you don't sleep because all you do all night is yeah. listen to it on, you know, on repeat. That, that's it. Yep. That's all you that's do. That's it. And then the sun comes up, and you're like, oh, shit, I got to go do some stuff. You know? I've listened <laughs> you know, listen, to you. I got to go to work. I've listened to you like four times already. Yeah. It's kind of true, though. Yeah. I mean, I would just like burn that shit down yeah. Oh, yeah, man. when that new record come out, came out or whatever. They gave away at Virgin Megastore these weird posters, and it was kind of based on like a playing card, and they're worth tons oh, right bet. now. And oh, I had sure. one, and I... It, What'd you do with it? You lost I don't know. it. I lost it in the move, which is crazy because I have all that shit. Yeah, like all my posters, I, I have all that stuff. And that one poster, it's gone. I don't know what happened. I wonder how much it's worth. I think I've seen it go for like seven or eight hundred. I, be- I was going to say like a thousand. Yeah. But um, I, I mean, I just, and I'm not knocking anybody at mm, all. I just, oh. it's just so crazy to me. Like, obviously, I'm a big enough fucking Pearl Jam fan to have, you know, we have a podcast. Right. But I would never. I wouldn't pay a thousand bucks for something like that. Yeah, I mean, would you? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I have. I, I, nor I don't have the money. But I also, well, sure. uh, even if I did, you know, I'd probably. I think the band would probably want me to go out and buy something creative, like a, you know, a guitar, a guitar or something, yeah, or yeah. A amplifier, you know, just something yeah. besides this fucking poster. I mean, they, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Oh it's yeah, like, for sure. I've spent about a hundred. That's like the most I've spent. On like an old poster that I didn't get at a show for something you were at, yeah, for something. Oh, like see, that. that makes a little. Those ones, like, I, if I was in that, in I'm the crazy posters. about the the ones for shows I've been to where I didn't get a poster, or if it, you know, because back then I didn't start collecting show posters, so now going back and try to find them, some of them are are pretty expensive. And yeah. I, like I said, but anything over like hundred, hundred fifty, I can't do it. That's I can't a, justify a it. Yeah. yeah. But there's a couple. There's a couple that I don't have from Pearl Jam from Chicago that go for like five and six hundred. Yeah. And I'm like, well, nope. I guess I'll you just, just won't get those. At, just look at it on Google Images. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, if you just Google Image, right. you know, Pearl Jam show posters. I mean, they've yeah. always, they're always known yeah. for the posters. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, they're just incredible. They pay so much attention to that, which I think is a really cool unique thing for them you know obviously they can afford it um mm-hmm. but you know it's like it's like you know they'll do different shirts for different 
uh, like they'll have different shirts for each city. Yeah, yeah. You know, stuff like that. That when you can afford to do it, the fans eat it up. You know. Yeah. And I would pay forty five dollars for a shirt that is only for my city or the right. show that I was at. You know. The yeah. cool thing they did this year was like in Chicago and Seattle, and I don't know if they did Boston. They might have, but they did all every single date they've ever played in Chicago is listed on the back. Oh, that's cool. Seattle, they're all listed on the back. That's awesome. Yeah. So those were those were, you know, that's those are pretty those are pretty cool. And love, it's a city specific shirt. Yeah. I love my Chicago I love my Wrigley shirt. Um all right, where were we? We just totally sidetracked. Um oh, the uh, it was released uh February third, ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Um uh Brendan O'Brien produced it, which was the last one for a while. Mm-hmm. The next few was it Lightning mm-hmm. Bolt was the first one? That was or the was first on, that was the first one back. back. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um what else did I write here? They made a video for the first time since ten. Oh, that's right. With uh, "Do the Evolution," God, which was again in Pearl Jam style. It was all animated. There was it no band. Yeah, no band. No Eddie's beautiful face. Right. <laughs> that's a tough. I mean, it's a heavy video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's animated, definitely. but it's heavy. Man. It's what two and a half, three minutes of yeah. like spanning three million years of of evolution, and the the animation is so cool. It's very like comic. Bookie. It's McFarlane because yeah, it's yeah. Man, I and mean, it was well, it was two guys. Uh, I wrote it down here real quick. Kevin Altieri. Okay, he's known for um, one of the Batman TV shows, okay. cartoons, and then Tom McFarlane. So I, I love Tom McFarlane. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. Um, there was they released three singles: "Given Fly," "Wish List," and "In Hiding." And I think "Do the Evolution" wasn't released, but it's still it's, it's still, still a video. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. Well, it's still maybe it was. I would consider it a single if it had a video. Yeah, yeah, I, but I don't know. I might have messed up here. Way to go, was, Brad! <laughs> now you're bullshit, Brad. God, that's a yeah. <laughs> fucking ridiculous, man. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm time for this bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> just edit that out. Nope. <laughs> we'll go back. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Chop it up. <laughs> <laughs> um the there was uh Leatherman was a B side to Give It a Fly and then You was the oh, B side yeah. to Wishlist. Love that song. I yeah. Did we got that at Wrigley, didn't we? Yes. We did. Night two? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. We got so many good songs in that that run. Uh what else? Anything else? Mm, nothing really specific. Oh, I meant to bra- grab the uh let's talk about artwork. Yes. Let me grab the. I meant to bring the the vinyl oh, here with yeah, me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bush League, man. I know, dude. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> How do they do it? <laughs> like sugar, the guests are so refined. Here, you wanna? Oh sure. Have it first. Yeah. Well, that, I guess we can like <clears throat> also. I mean, I know that's something that's come up every time you and I, you and I, Matthew, have talked um, about this record. Is the artwork? What is it for you? That's because it's some of my favorite artwork too. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely my favorite cover in their catalog for mm-hmm. sure. Um, Jeff's obviously 
you know, just a visionary yeah, when it comes to this kind of thing. Um, I've always loved their uh, attention to detail. Yeah. Um, and even though it's such a simple image, you know, it really, uh, you know, with the sort of, it, it leaves you with like that endless possibility feeling. You yeah. know, like I'm diving into something that's about to be, that could take me anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know which way it's going to go, but it could take me somewhere. And, you know, any good record, in my opinion, you know, the goal for the artist is to change the, if you know, if you can change the uh, temperature in the room for someone listening, right. or you can, um, you know, make them see colors they haven't seen before just by hearing it. Yeah. You know, that kind of shit is, is priceless, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the artwork, first time I saw it, I was... Uh, immediately intrigued by the attention to detail the simplicity but then also you know being a huge no code fan you know it's it's that was a tough one to beat with the polaroid yeah, and man. lyrics and stuff but you know if i had to pick it would be, it would be, be this one. Still. yeah what about you guys so, i don't know if it's my f- favorite mm-hmm. i think no code might be yeah, no code would be favorite? My, my favorite, but that'd be a close that, second, like super close second. But no, there's so much going on with no code, right? Yeah, which this is way more simple, but it's still hugely meaningful. Like that cover, oh, it's such a clean yeah. cover. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. very. I don't know how to describe. You know, a lot of their color covers, whether it's photos or just the how it looks, is sometimes a lot like kind of distressed mm-hmm. like i think i'm thinking of like vitology right that right. i mean it looks like an old look, book like, yeah. right right um versus is glossy but there's still something kind of rough and i guess rustic about it yeah you know what i mean um 10 is just the outlier for me that kind of like weird pinky red yeah. color i i think you mentioned that before it you didn't like that cover so much i i, I think it's cool because it's all it's them cool, together and the but High it's five just weird to me. Yeah. To me, it doesn't feel like them. I think maybe that's what it was. Well, you know, now I, I think that was back in the, the. Obviously, they were young, and I mean, you know, they did coming they, out of the eighties. Yeah, and they did a video for Jeremy. You know, mm-hmm. like that that would never fly after. I guess you know, I guess even after versus. You know, I don't think there would they were once they got in that vitology world where Ed was wearing all the you know the masks and right. the head things all the time. And getting harassed and people trying to drive cars into his house. And, you know, I, I think it was just one of those things that um, back then, I mean, if, if, if a major photographer was like, hey, we're about to put out a record that's going to sell 13, 15, 16 million copies, I'm sure they were like, yeah, let's just fucking high five it out, man. You know, take our picture. <laughs> right. yeah. Now yeah. they're like, hey, you know, well, I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. You know? Well, and has there been, uh, uh, there's been no cover that, has them on it right other than 10 Mm-mm. right yeah that's yeah. the only one that's cool i think if i ever had a band if i was like the front person of a band i don't think i would want like or even i don't know i, I want know if i, I want. wish that some band would take my face and just use it yeah like weezer did with um the the character from lost the actor from lost it's just his giant face i could do that can oh, you got, do you have a new album coming out when's your next album coming out grab your artwork dude it's just brad b's face i'm in man it's funny that you say that because the cover is actually my face but it's oh, just, cut into a, a 
jigsaw pieces. Oh wow! Okay, it's, it's it'll be out next year, but it's yeah, it's it's so funny you say it. And I'm gonna swap it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do your right face. Here? Okay, I'm cool. gonna go back to the dude. He he did it all by hand and uh, charcoal and it scrap was, that. It's beautiful. Just yeah, fuck that. No. <laughs> We're going with you, dude. Brad B. <laughs> Brad B is the Matthew new Mayfield. face of MatthewMayfield.com. That's right. That's right. I'm changing the name of the record. Yeah, We're doing all kinds of shit yeah. now. Hurley. That's the Weezer album. Hurley. Oh, that's yeah, the yeah. character's name, and yeah. it's just his giant Tut face. face. That's Ooh. awesome. <laughs> God, I love that show so much. So good. Okay, uh, can I see that real quick? Yep. Um, well, we should talk about. It's interesting because it is very simple compared to No Code, where No Code is you open it up and there's a hidden hidden image in there, and this also has some hidden stuff in it. Oh, really? Did you know that? I didn't there, know that. Each one of those pictures. Yeah. Uh, this is the inside sleeve we're talking about. There's different pictures for each song, kind of right. like No Code. Right. Um, there's a yield sign hidden in every single one of those pictures. Oh, get the fuck out oh, of here. I know that. that. I'm not, oh, not going to look, I guess, right I, now. I was looking at it earlier. Some of them are hard to see. It's like a Where's Waldo kind of yeah. situation. It's, and it's not so much. I mean, it's not. Obviously, there are black and white pictures, so it's kind of harder to see. But sure. it's basically like the triangle just the triangle is in each one of those pictures okay that's super cool i didn't know i didn't that. know that yeah. thank you yeah that you get a you learn something you new get, every day you get a sticker for that one yeah, right, that's that. <laughs> gold star <laughs> good i did good thumbs up sticker on your chest I'm helping <laughs> um but i also like um i just handed the vinyl over to brad but i just like how the it's part of like the picture is glossy on the front yeah and then the rest of the the um, well, I can't think the, of the, the sleeve. The sleeve is, like is sort of matte. Matte, yeah. The only thing I I don't love is like the cover is amazing, and it's real. It's kind of subtle. If you start thinking like, why is there a yield sign out in the middle of nowhere? You know, mm-hmm. and it's like they're trying to tell you something. Right. But when you take the sleeve out and it's the ocean, yeah, and it's the yield sign, it's you like, don't like that. No, it's it's too on the nose. Like, okay, we. You made me think with the cover, but this is like, well, obviously there shouldn't be a yield sign there, you know. Mm. Mm. It's like it's too, on, to it's just too on the nose. It's too um, obvious that All they're right. trying to tell you something. All right. Right. <laughs> the philosophy <laughs> behind this is just way too on the nose and way too obvious. <laughs> Jeff, what were you thinking, Dick? Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um. You just lost like three thousand listeners. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I, They're gone. They're gone. They're right out of here. No opinions, please. Let's move. Uh, should we go? It? Are we done with artwork? I'm sure, it'll come up again. Oh, you found see, the yield sign. The, the TP. Give it to me. With like the, Hand ex- it to me. the extra. Yeah, I see it. I'm trying to find another one real quick. <laughs> There's one in like the, like the armpit. Okay, so Brad just found one. Oh. All the all these all our listeners are like. We've known this for years. Yeah. We're going to get emails just like, top left, <laughs> Yes. look under the right motorcycle, middle top. <laughs> How many of those emails are we going to get? Oh, tons. Um, but yeah, you said you saw one on the... The TP? Like the, the TP the on left, the left? The left. Like, why would there be a that that pointy part that's oh you just mean something that would represent the shape of the sign well, not literally of, a yield them, sign some of them are more obviously yield signs than than others but it's just a triangle right okay yeah God, oh that's, that's kind of bullshit, bullshit. 
<laughs> all right um so we get into the track by track let's do it yeah all right cool all right track one brain of jay yeah All right, how do how are we gonna start with this one? I mean, gang, 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 gang. yeah, I love that. One, gang, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Yeah. That's Mike, right? Yeah, yeah Mike. Yeah. Okay, Mike counts it in. What a well, the thing about that song is it's like that super dissonant riff. You mm-hmm. know, like it, the way it, I mean, it's so chromatic, chromatic and strange, yeah. and it's a hell of a way to open a record. You know, because mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have put that as the opener. But it's super cool now when you go back and you've heard it a thousand times um, because it goes from that super dissonant thing to like this really melodic chorus yeah. that, you know, musically makes a little more sense. It, but it, Ed is so good at finding a way to get a melody into a really dissonant piece of music because mm-hmm. you know? that riff is... I wouldn't really know where to go. No, because a know? lot of people would, I think, tend towards like a... Well, like you said, to put it simply, like a less melodic line. Like, yeah, you might follow the riff a little bit more for some vocalists. It's a hard. You're right. I mean, it's hard to do that over all that chromatic shit. Because even like the the lick. Yeah. I mean, you got the power kind of power chordy part. Da, 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 <laughs> but then you got the lick part. Da, yeah. da, 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 right. Sure. That's a weird thing to put. Yeah. lyrics on or melody on top of but it it pays the chorus off so well Dude. you know i mean like when it, when he sings that first line of you know the whole world world's gonna <laughs> yeah. i'm like holy shit here we go i'm in <laughs> and it just opens up i'm in so you said like have you thought about when you said you wouldn't have put it like track one have you thought about where you would put it or what you would have as track one on this record instead uh i've thought about the latter um a lot just because you know we spend a lot of time on the road. And, yeah, yeah. You know, what re- would you put on it now? Honestly, I mean, f- for this record, I, I would open. Well, I, there are two choices. I would open within hiding. Hmm. Um, right. Would be my first choice. Um, if it were me, granted, okay. it's, it's a perfect body of work. I wouldn't fuck with it. Sure. But hypothetically speaking, I'd go within hiding first, um, and then I would also consider faithful uh, an opener. That would be a cool opener, just with that guitar part coming in say. first. Yeah, I didn't thought about that before. So that's badass. No. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too how you get a real heavy, harder, fast-paced song into Faithful, which is a lot slower. Mm-hmm. Where No Code is the opposite. You go from yeah. sometimes to hail hail. Right. I don't know if that was a conscious decision to get away from No Code because this this album is way more accessible. Yeah. The no the code, no code. Yeah. yeah, sure. You know, yeah. Well, and, and I think coming out of the, you know, because I think after you know, Vitology and No Code were mostly sort of Ed, 
they were Ed records. Mm-hmm. You know, right. he was just writing a lot of songs in those in that period. There wasn't a whole lot of collaboration. Whereas if you watch the you know single video theory and you mm-hmm. watch them sort of ironing out the songs and banging them out together, um, I feel like it's the first like collaborative, true collaborative band effort uh, since those two records. Yeah, you know? definitely. Um, well, Ed- not to say that they weren't contributing, but you can tell this is like a band thing. Yeah. It's a five-guy thing. Yeah. You know? Well, at, at some point, Ed told Jeff, like, I want you guys to to bring songs to us, to, to for us, into the studio to take some of the pressure off of me. Right. Like, it would be a little easier on me. And he said that he did, and the whole band took that to heart. Right. To kind of help him out, you know, and it did bring them together more you know mm-hmm. we talked a lot about you know in the vitology you know code days that shit was kind of this tense yeah yeah <laughs> it's super yeah. fucked up yeah. yeah brutal and it's you know things could have gone a different way you know but eddie telling them like help me out you know bring me bring us bring me songs that we can all work on i mean that helps him but it also helps the rest of the guys feel like hey we're all part of this it's not the eddie the eddie show right you know right because it had been yeah it had been two pretty much so eddie solo records right. with pearl jam backing him up yeah yeah on a lot of songs and looking through these songs there there is there's a lot of there's a few mike songs there's a few jeff mm-hmm. songs and there's a few stone songs where they did not just the music but the lyrics too yeah yeah and they also you know I, I, they also fought a lot during the making of this record mm-hmm. you know i mean you, i think during the those other i wasn't there obviously but for those two records vitalogy and no code i could sort of see how it's like you know whenever whenever eddie's ready to do whatever let's just sort of let him mm-hmm. be the captain of the ship and this is where i heard stone say somewhere where he was like you know yeah we we all see the world very differently and it caused us to really butt heads a lot but at the same time then you get this amazing piece of art out yeah. of that which is I think all the greatest records are made that way, you know, where you disagree on certain things. And it was a very, it was a democracy, you yeah. know, within the mm-hmm. band, which I feel like for a while it was sort of like we kind of need to give Eddie, since there's so much pressure on him being the front man, we need to give him like kind of whatever he says goes. Right. You know, and that's sure, live, I mean, he still writes all the set lists and whatever, he's a leader. But I feel like it was a true collaborative thing this yeah. time around, which is cool. I feel like, because I remember this being the record where, you know, there's always people like us that never really jumped off the the train with mm-hmm. Pearl Jam. Um, but a lot of people did at No Code. Started to with Vitology. Definitely a lot of people jumped off the train at No Code. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember at the time th- there being a feeling of like everyone was – kind of coming back with this mm-hmm. like it I felt did. like mm-hmm. everyone was like pearl jam's back I did kind too. of a thing yeah. you know totally. and i just wonder how much of it was it feels like a record like a healing record if mm-hmm. that makes any sense where it's like the the, the wounds started to open in vitology and got really bad in no code and then through the process of all that shit they got back to like this new version of themselves in the sense that the band it was the it was almost like the players and they grabbed eddie for 10 right right that was all stone jeff Mm -hmm. world yeah and then versus was still pretty much that eddie a little bit more on the music side right did he write any music on verses i think so i I, I mean i don't remember but 
Um, but it wasn't as it well, wasn't what it became. Mirror. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Not yeah. for yeah. No, that's Phytology. Yeah. Phytology, he starts writing more. Definitely. Then they're all fucked up around no code. And yeah. it feels like at that point it was more of like, okay, everyone else can maybe have a song on the record, but it wasn't like it didn't have this feeling of like Mike going Here's a song. Let's all work on it together. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, here's a song. And the band would kind of work something up. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why that record was so weird. It's and then so... Jack comes in. Yeah. Which is another part of, like, for me, the healing part of the story that coincides with this record. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and and ju- Jack just kept them together throughout No Code. Yeah. And then Yield was way more collaborative where they were, it seems like they were all on the same page yeah. or well, getting back to that point. Yeah. To- totally. And going back to um, to Brand of J, I, I think that some of the best drumming is happening on this song in their entire catalog. Totally. Some of those fills, It's cool shit, man. I mean, dude, it's, it's super, weird. It's super fast, but like he manages to get all those snare fills in and like right before the solo, yeah. which Stone takes instead of Mike. Right. Which I thought I always love when they mix it up like that because they're such different style guitar players. Yeah, um, you know Stone takes it and just that. <laughs> you know, it's like it's you, so good. Yeah. It's all single stroke rolls. He's not like doubling anything. Yeah. he's like playing every one of those right. notes. He's hauling ass. It's so you know? good. And it's just I love the, just the sonics of it. I love Brendan O'Brien. It's just it just it's I love it. And I now that I we're talking about Bram J, I feel like that's the. I couldn't go with In Hiding. I couldn't go with Faithful. As a, now that we're opener. talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now my wheels are turning. Yep. Well, and there's something we brought up earlier that you and I have talked about. Like, this is like my reference for this whole idea on Eddie with how he, it must be that he kind of matches just kind of word or mouth vomit melodies with lyrics, words that he has written laying around and trying to figure out what can kind of like match what the best and that's where you get the whole it's not the whole world will be relieved it's the whole world will be relieved mm-hmm. which yeah. Very it does not exist yeah. that's not <laughs> a pronunciation for that word but it it works with the melody that he had so he just fucking makes it work yeah, yeah. Love very few people could get away with that i know you know he does that a lot you know and over the span of their catalog and it's just crazy to me how yeah because when i first heard it i was like I didn't overthink it, you know? I was like, relieve it. Yeah, I'm sure that's in the dictionary somewhere. No, it's not. No. Nope. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. But it works. Oh, you know? yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's also, you know, he kind of has a habit of saying his name. Yep. In, yeah. In different songs, you yep. know? Bridge Paint. of In My Tree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Blood. 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 Yeah. Paint Ed Big. Yeah. Paint, turn Ed into one mm-hmm. of his enemies. Yeah. Um, um, well, then there's, of course, the the legendary Jeff throwing his bass at the end. Yeah. That's what yeah. that yeah. delay thing is. Mm-hmm. is him chunking his bass at the end. <laughs> I love that. I fucking love that. Yeah. And I didn't know that's what it was. Yeah. We, I just thought it was some right. noise that they made with a pedal or something. I thought it was Mike, you know, at first. Yeah. I didn't know because I figured he's the only one that would have all that shit going on his effects chain. It's, but. it's a good tag for that song. The energy and aggressiveness of that song yeah. to end on this like weird explosion of feedback yeah Yeah. well before we leave this song um any anything to say about like topic subject matter that's what i was gonna ask i mean what what uh, lyrically i don't know well yeah well lyrically what where does this where does it take you because i feel like i mean obviously the brain of jfk 
I, I start thinking about conspiracy world. Yeah, or, right, you know, yeah. I mean, it really, but I'm not sure. Well, what, the, the literal, um, what do you call it? Um, translation? I don't know. Basically, what he's talking about is when JFK was shot, for some reason, they took pictures during the autopsy of another brain because Kennedy's brain was half gone. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they would do that. Interesting. I don't know if it's conspiracy. I didn't know that. Um, that's got to be part of the conspiracy. They said something about yeah. they t- the, the actual remains of his brain were given to Robert Kennedy um, or he took them because they didn't want them to become some sort of like relic mm-hmm. or historical thing on display. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then when Robert was assassinated, now the chain of custody, like nobody knows who Where has it, it or who has it. If it's Ted Kennedy has it or someone else in the family. And that's just where the, you know, the the title comes from. Right. You know? And then and the chorus. Yeah, so, so soon the whole world will be different. Soon the whole world will be relieved or relieved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. See, for know. me, that line, I remember when I first heard this record, that line, I don't know, to me, always, to me, that, that chorus lyric was almost like talking about, um, like, someone saying that right before he got shot because that was such a huge mm. like world global thing that happened mm-hmm. right um th- that's what that chorus always meant to me like almost like he was standing like if he could have gone back in time and been there mm-hmm. and just knowing what was about to happen and no one else except for whoever was in charge of this whole thing right. in the fucking world knew what was about to go down yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean that's how i always kind of like yeah i doubt that that's right but that's how i always played with it yeah. in my mind well, you know what i mean you know it's there's a lot of different interpretations i think because the conspiracy theory aspect of it right there's a hundred different conspiracy theories sure so you can trans you can um interpret it interpret yeah. it however you want you yeah. know yeah um, i agree all right man we still got like 12 more songs to do. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be, this is going to be something else. We might yeah. have to take a break in the middle. All right. Uh, let's move on to faithful.
This is one of my favorites, mm-hmm. period. Me one of my too. favorite Pearl Jam songs. Yeah, again, this goes back to what I was saying, how No Code opens with sometimes goes into fucking Rager with Hail Hail. It's, I get the opposite feeling, like Brain of Jay just kicks your ass and then you come down with that that simple like ride symbol yeah, yeah. with that jangly and it eases you guitar. in to yeah. a fucking rocking yeah. chorus right you know? i know yeah it does build back up it's it huge but it is like that opposite thing of what happens in the first two songs on no code right it's just it's the opposite yeah, yeah the polar opposite and another great example of the of the lyric i mean this one to me you know obviously you know eddie's you know doesn't believe in like you know he's not a religious guy let's say you know um so i feel like that's sort of the the, you know he's being a little bit facetious in the chorus but i love how he he does this a million times in their catalog too he gets away with it and it's perfect he spells out Mm m-y-t-h and he sings it because it fits the melody pattern (laughs) you know but like i no one i've never thought to do that in a song like i'm just gonna spell it out and I mean, that'll take the syllable phrasing. Right. Yeah. And it'll work. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he's a genius. I never would have thought shit. of doing stuff like that in a million fucking years. Wow. And who are the writers? I mean, is uh, it, how much? Mike wrote It's Ed and Mike, yeah. yeah. Okay, Ed and Mike. Um, but I mean, God, dude, when it comes down, that go. Dude, that just dirty. Down, 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 down. Yeah. And I love all like that that kind of like bridge instrumental. I still love it. I think it's on the bonus features we've talked about before, but bonus features of PJ Twenty when Mike there's like a little Mike in this song kind of extra, and it shows him I guess at his house and his little yeah. his little room with yep. his acoustic, and he's he's playing faithful, um, and then he talks a little bit about it and how he didn't know how to get from the previous section to the. Uh, no, in the bridge, down, 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 down. and all those, those down, down, down type licks mm-hmm. were on the phone with Stone, right? And he's like, he'd play, Mike would play this section. I don't know how to get this this section. He was like, Stone was like, well, just do this. Yeah. And Mike was kind of <laughs> acting like he had been like racking his brain for a week. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't Mike couldn't figure out how to get from one section to another. And Stone was just like, we'll just do this. Yeah. And Mike was like, oh, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> it sounds it great. Works. It was just like three notes yeah. that Stone added, you know? I always loved hearing that story. That was cool. Hearing them work together that way. Because there's, true. like you mentioned earlier, such fucking different guitar players. Totally. That's, I mean, you know, it's total stereo right, left. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're. They're always panned hard. Definitely on the Brendan record, records for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what else on this song? The spelling of the title I love. Um, oh, yeah. The, there's another L. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always loved that because I feel like, you know, he's what, uh, you know, it, once again, you get back to that religion thing, mm-hmm. um, you know. Um, faithful, we all believe. We all believe. We all believe. But there's this sort of facetious, like snarl. It's kind of a tongue-in-cheek kind right. of like yeah. bullshit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then, and then it, he brings it back around to something more loving and universal at the end, which I'm faithful to you. Yeah. You know. He does make it kind of sweet it's and sweet. almost like love songy. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, the one lyric I never understood is the. I think it's the first line, right? Plaque on the wall. Says that no one slept here. Yeah, what? Do either of you have a some kind of 
translation, what what he's trying to say there. To me, the follow-up lines. Yeah, the rest of it is make more sense. Right. Yeah, I, I, with it. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what he's. I don't know what the plaque represents. I don't know why it represents that no one slept there. Well, I just that leads me to what I was just like it's it's those John Lennon moments. Like if you've watched that documentary, I can't remember the name of it, where he lets the guy that's been camped out in front of his gate of his house for a week, and John's finally like, "Why don't you just come in and get something to eat, dude? You've been out here. I've seen you not eating." It's, you know what I mean? Like, just come in and I'll make you some food and we can just talk if you want to talk. Right. And the guy's like, I can't remember which song, but the guy's like, what did you mean when you wrote this song? He was like, nothing, dude. <laughs> like, listen, I'm glad you love this song. I'm so glad. Right. But I had a melody that I liked and I just threw words in that mm. had the syllables that made it make sense. It yeah. doesn't mean anything. Sure. Right. To me, it doesn't. But it's great to mean something to you, but it doesn't mean anything. Sure. You know? Yeah. And the guy's just looking at him like, okay. And I just wonder how many times Ed does that. Sure. You know, it's like. Well, Kurt Cobain always Kurt said all that time. all the time. Yeah. You know, don't read into it. You know, it's just a bunch of shit that I threw in and yeah. it works. Maybe he's doing that thing I do where I forget to say what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And then I say something else, thinking you already know the first thing that I didn't say. Yeah. You maybe think I some, can read your mind. Right. Maybe there's some words missing. Well, for there. me, that first line, the only thing that doesn't make sense with the rest of it is yeah. just what is the plaque on the wall? Because the rest of it is no one slept here. Then the next line is talking about a bridge that's mm-hmm. not been around or stepped on. Um, that all fits together. I don't know what the fuck hey, he's you know, talking about. But you know what we need is an email from Bagel on this. Oh, we're going to get you. one. <laughs> I was getting ready to say, listeners, weigh yeah. in on this. Because we'd of, love to hear you know. One of our homies, Patrick Bagel, Bogle. I bet he's I still got, call him Bagel. But yeah, I do too. Yeah, he's, we're going to get some I bet stuff. he's got some thoughts on that. <laughs> but any, be, everybody, anyone else that's got some thoughts. I love thoughts. the way Let's, he sends it. Bagel's so awesome because he sends emails that the subtext is like, you motherfuckers, why didn't you talk about this part? How can you talk about this record with that? But he never comes out and says it. Yeah. Or he'll just be like, uh, just in case you guys didn't know, the meaning of the the lyrics for Faithful are this. He'll never go. That dude is a dude that should be doing a Pearl Jam podcast. Yeah, man. But yeah, that's too true. Late. Too late. <laughs> too late. Too late, motherfucker. <laughs> just kidding. I've got to get him on as a guest. Uh, anything about else about this song? I'm good. I don't think I'm good. It's just I love a fucking it. great song. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this one. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say mm. about this. Uh, you might not be. I know, right? I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, let's do track. the next track, No Way.
All right, Brad B. Hit me. <laughs> Let's talk about no way. Right off the top. Yeah. This, I mean, I don't hate this song. <laughs> oh, this was you don't like this. This is probably my least favorite on okay. this album. This is so weird. I don't. I would never skip it. Okay, that's but good. But I was listening. I think on a drive to Nashville last night, and I I got to a point in the song where I was just like, this song is doing nothing for me. I've listened to it all these years, but like. I almost don't remember this song. Does that make any sense? No. Well, I mean, it makes sense, but not with this song, because I fucking love yeah. this song. Man, I do, too. Just, <laughs> I do, too. You know, I, I, what did I write down here? Because I knew this was going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the chorus is just so repetitive. I'll uh, I'll stop trying to make a difference. And you just, it's so fucking cool. Isn't it? I, I'm not trying to make it. That's so badass. <laughs> I love how the we'll keep. I'm, I mean, it's cool. I mean, you can be a dumb guy and not like the song. It's fine. Uh, I just love that the whole song is the same guitar part. Yeah. Except for the don't know. I think that's that and the. So I think what bothers you is the repetitiveness, not probably, the, or not only the lyric and the and the, the guitar. Chords. Yeah, the guitar part it and, rarely changes. Um, but what do we always say on the show? What that fucking bridge? Yeah, dude, that bridge is killer. Oh yeah, I do like. I love that part. You talking about the sure. Yeah, it's my second favorite Pearl Jam bridge. Is my, it really? Yeah, it's I I like I don't think I've ranked my bridges in that way, yeah. but it's a fucking oh, I mean, good one. Not uh, uh, not for you is the standout yeah. for me yeah. of their whole catalog. But this is my that's my second favorite. Yeah, D- don't call it a uh, don't don't uh, let's call it an angel. Let's yeah. call it yeah. an angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, God, that's a tough uh, Brad. That'd be man. Oh, there, there might be a couple more of these just on this episode. We're, well, we're he gonna always have... shocks me with the ones he doesn't like. It's like what? Oh, dude, don't worry. There's gonna be. I'm gonna be that guy. Uh, I'm, I'm sure. gonna have oh, a couple okay. of those. I'm sure I will. Too. I'm, I'm that guy on a couple of these. <laughs> but uh, just to mention real quick though, this is this is all Stone lyrics mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. This is one of those songs, which is interesting because I, I you guys were talking about Mankind a little while ago, um, off the air. But I like. I like Mankind. I, uh, you know, I like Stone stuff. I don't mind him singing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one just. Not, well, for me, I, not I can't handle it. Mankind. Yeah, I <laughs> skip it every single time. Every single time. Talk, sing about Ovaltine. I'm definitely softening can't to it. it. Let but, this, I'm, let, but I'm still let the lead you. singer fucking sing. Yes, that's yeah. what I say. When you got Ed up front, you you don't have any business. Man, it was no code. They didn't give a fuck. Yeah. They were so they were they were probably so much closer to breaking up than any yeah. fan ever knew. Yeah, of course, and Eddie was probably like, "Yeah, fuck it, put mine down. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Just put it on there. never doing this. I'm again. not singing it, but you right. put it on there. Yeah, it's not a B side. We'll and be signing it, the paperwork to dissolve this. Yeah. <laughs> this company very soon. Um, but I will say that from a lyric standpoint, one of the reasons why I like this song too is I love the opening verse lyric. I like a lot of it actually. Because it, it, to me, kind of sounds like an Eddie lyric. A lot of times with Stone lyrics, I feel like I can tell it's a Stone lyric. Mm-hmm. Not every time. Jeff, you can definitely tell when it's a Jeff lyric, I mm-hmm. think. But Eddie's so good at making things his own that that's when it's hard to tell who wrote the lyrics in some ways. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But this one, the here's a token of my openness, of my need not to disappear. I think that's a fucking badass opening line. That's for a great opening line yeah 
And then just the way Eddie sings the, I just need someone to be there for me. I mm-hmm. love the way he fucking sings that. Yeah. There's that a line. Vulnerability there with, with it being such a heavy, yeah, like a sludgy, riffy sort of thing. Yeah. Know? Well, he he sings that sign, that line twice, doesn't mm-hmm. he? And he changes need and want. Yeah. Again, going mm-hmm. back to his wordplay stuff. That, and I do like that when he sings that. Mm-hmm. He goes real high. Mm-hmm. I do like that part. But do you just too? the just the overall riff, I guess. It's just a little underwhelming for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, oh, there won't be any arguments about this next one. Yeah, I'll tell you that much. I'm gonna have to take the lead on that. We might have to take a break before this one because because it's about to turn into the Matthew Mayfield show. Okay. <laughs> we don't have to. Unless... No, no, no. I'm totally kidding. I think okay. it's great. Um. All right. So let's go ahead and do it. Given to fly. start with you matthew because this is this is your favorite pearl jam song correct yes which i love their entire catalog of course course. um and if you can't pick a favorite it's like you know it's like picking children Mm -hmm. um but it this is my favorite pearl jam song because to me it has all the elements that i like about the band um he goes uh, so you got a great lyric Mm -hmm. um you got a great melody Mm -hmm. a great riff Mm mm-hmm uh, the the crafting of it, the low octave stuff. Mm-hmm. You get the low Eddie, and then you get the screaming, screaming. at the top of his yep. l- register Eddie, an octave up for the chorus. It feels like you're soaring through yep. the air. I mean, when I first heard it, I was just blown away. You know, I didn't hear the fucking going to California thing. That right. I, you know, I up, never did people, either. People got it. I just get, I mean, until I get recently. It. I get it. It's just a descending melody. Right. Yeah. And I get it. I mean, I understand it happens, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it was intentional. But I also feel like it, this song is um, lyrically one of my favorites, the way that he just 
is able to capture uh, the feeling of flying mm-hmm. and the feeling of like, I mean, just just that the title alone, you know. Uh, in, Someday you'll see a strange. I don't have the lyrics. Spot in the sky. Spot in the sky of a human being that was given to fly. fly. I've never heard that, like, said that way. Mm -hmm. Like, a person that was given Given to an action or a thing. To an action, yeah. Yeah. I've I've heard it, but more like an an older type thing. Like, oh, he's been given to fits of. Yeah, yeah. It is like a. Yes. From a, like a century or two ago, right, kind of a thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the outro is one of my favorite Pearl Jam outros. You know, it's definitely a Stone thing. Um, obviously, it's Mike's riff, but I think that's that's the Stone thing because he plays it on the on the when you see him in the, the studio. Stuff, yeah, um, and it's just so melodic, and there's just so many beautiful moments. And of you know, in that span of time, I just feel like there's not one song in their catalog that gets all of that into a what is it four minutes ish mm-hmm. ish you yeah. know like around there just you're and it's not crammed it's not forced yeah they they allow space they the breeze, allow yeah yeah I mean it's just got for me I mean with the exception of like some crazy bitch in Mike solo right um, which you know. I don't necessarily need. I love Mike McCready's guitar sure. playing, but I think for the song to serve that song, it didn't need it. You nope. know, it's just, and you can tell it's it's Eddie. One thing I don't like is that when they play it live, they play it so fucking fast. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah, play, we they play everything too fucking yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes you just gotta lay back, man. Yeah, this like is a, a song. That, ding, 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 yeah, it sounds yeah. like a bluegrass lover. I'm like Jesus, man. Yeah, like we we all we listen to we love these songs, but like I Eddie didn't have time to sing, like like make uh, art- articulate these beautiful lyrics when it's fucking 15 BPM faster. Yeah, you know it's sort of strips it and i know they love doing their their punk rock at heart so sure. everybody does it faster right i just wish they you know back just find somewhere in the middle well yeah. you know it's funny like that was a huge complaint of mine for a lot of the songs right i mean we've talked about this yeah I, it doesn't the them playing faster live doesn't bother me so much but on this song it does i'm, yes. I'm with you on this one this you know because yeah, this song up. needs to breathe yep you mm-hmm. know and they just they don't let it not live well i've i've realized that if i'm there for the show and they're playing one of these songs that Mm -hmm. they play faster in the moment i'm not thinking about that i'm fucking loving it it's awesome that's my problem with boots why i don't listen to as many bootlegs is because i don't want to hear like yeah because when you hear it back it's it's not the same no you're not in it it's not the thing you know what i mean and if it's just gonna be a a live recording of the song then fuck that i'm gonna listen to unless they're doing something crazy and different or there's something special about it sure i'm listening to record dude yeah you know what i mean yeah now there's some stuff that i like live better than records Mm -hmm. sure but this is one of those examples along with even flow and a few corduroy where it's just it is it's like we're not talking two or three bpm faster because they're all jacked up because they're on stage right it's like 10 to 15 bpm faster and that's it's that's like on fast, lot. fast forward. It yeah. feels like fast forward. You know? Some of the songs just because for me the groove of even flow is what I like about it. Yeah, and to hear them go, it's like no, dude. Like that feels it's good. Not punk, yeah. It's not a punk song. Right. It's a blues riff. Yeah. But yeah. fuck it, whatever. Yeah. If I'm there and they're playing <laughs> even flow, I'm yeah. loving it. Yeah, we're all in it. But it's fun. Will they open. 
given a fly at night too. Really, they did. Right? Yeah, that was incredible. I did not see that coming. No, I would, I would not see that coming either. Fucking wash. And giving um. a fly for the openers of those two shows. Yeah, yeah. I looked at those set lists. They look pretty Woo. strong. Um, and I will say that, you know, not to go off the subject, but um, that being my favorite, you know, of course, it's like I said, it's picking children. It, it, you can't do it. There's yeah. just so many. that I love so many songs. But I think that uh, it, it was similar. When I heard that song for the first time on the radio, I was so stoked because of you know when i first heard who you are uh, who who you are from mm -hmm. um no code yeah from no code i was a little scared you know yeah, like, right. what, what happened to the rock band right you know what are all these instruments whatever i love it now sure it was a grower this to me was immediate yeah i was in love mm -hmm. yeah and the same way that when it, it set this wise i've never heard it oh and i've seen them probably eight or ten times i guess but mm -hmm. i've never heard them open with it but i remember standing in line it was 35 degrees and raining Mm -hmm. uh, for in an outdoor uh, amphitheater, right? Uh, and I was—it was my birthday, my actual birthday. Uh, April, oh yeah, April 9th. April 9th, Yeah, they played two thousand three in Birmingham on my birthday. We had good tickets, and me and my brother went. And uh, he was in line. We were in line, and he was like, "If they could open with any song for your birthday, what would it be?" And I, of course, had been studying the list, and I knew it wasn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. But because they hadn't opened with it. In, on the entire tour, and very rarely do they. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Go, of course." I mean, "Go" would be whatever. They they fucking get on stage with... and they fucking open with "Go." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Man, I mean, it's like did they, they were they hear that conversation somehow." Like, <laughs> right. What are the chances? Yeah. You know, but if that if they open with "Give Me the Fly" to show that I was at, it would probably be a very similar feeling. Like, yeah, you'd probably lose your shit. I would lose my shit. Yeah. yeah. The opener's always, you know, that's the. That's what you want to know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, man, that's when you know it's on. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story about did they hear you. I mean, we had an email come in where a guy was um, in Detroit. I, f I forget what his, I forget the guy's name, but he was in Detroit at a bar across the street from the venue hanging out with his buddies, and they always talk about you know their least favorite songs, their favorite songs, and they start talking about um, his least favorite song is State of Love and Trust. Mm-hmm. And so later, they 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 were talking to the waitress, and half jokingly, like, "Is Eddie is Eddie going to be here tonight?" And they're like, "You just missed him. He wow. was right behind you ten minutes ago." Wow! So cut to the show. Um, is it Paul? <laughs> I can't remember the email's name, but he said the guy's name and said, "Hey, this is for you." And they played Stay, and they played and Stay, Stay Love and Trust. Dude, that is fucking great. And he's like, I don't know 100% that he heard me, but the waitress said he was right behind us at the time we were talking about it. And then he said my name, like, this is for you. Right. So, hey. you know. That, what a nice little, if that was true, like, like yeah. a nice playful fuck you from Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. here's yeah. the song you don't want right. to hear, yeah. bitch. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna, be, we're gonna play it twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just for yeah, fun. Exactly. <laughs> Our whole yeah. encore. It's just they love stay five times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clay, uh, is it Clay? Yeah, it might have been Clay. Clay. I don't remember, man. I ca I can't remember. I, don't even I know, know why he's you're listening asking me now, this question. Screaming. Yeah, I know. Fuck you, Brad B. You don't love me. <laughs> you guys hate me. I just I love that story though. So. I do oh, it's so good. But, uh, so good. Well, and speaking of uh, giving the flower one more time, yeah. my favorite single artwork yep. for them. Um, second has been the Black Circle, but um, which I have tattooed on my body. You do? Yep. 
I didn't guy. know that. What is, oh, you know, wow. The, the 45. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the that's little a, that's been plastic. Black circle, yeah. I don't think I've ever saw, seen that before. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen you with your shirt off so <laughs> many times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're real good friends. Real good. Real tight. Uh, but it's, but, yeah, definitely my favorite single art. Yeah. For sure. This so, is the statue, so cool. right? The yeah. statue from the low angle. Like the angle. kind of yeah. bottom angle. Yeah. yeah. Just the whole song. I mean, just, I can't say enough about it. So. Is the when it first starts is there some kind of effect on his guitar or is it just he's got like oh, a yeah. like a um it's like a chorusy flange flange, yeah, okay, flange yeah, kind yeah. of phase i love kind of that thing. i mean it does, just that first note when he starts playing it just sounds so cool yep. yeah it does and it's super raw the the mm-hmm. vibe of the like when the chorus but it's comes still in. warm yeah you know what i mean like oh, yeah. you still feel like you're kind of like wrapped in yeah. this warm yeah. kind of gooey thing but Definitely. it does have that like and when it explodes heft. into yeah. the chorus that didn't like overdub a bunch of giant guitars right? yeah. it's, it's still just you know stone's doing his thing and mike's doing his thing but it's still huge because as, as a band collectively it's just and ed's voice it's those symbols too man oh dude they're so in your face when brendan always makes his drums so loud Loud. you don't realize it but when you go and listen to other records other people do brendan's notorious for always mixing drums like super loud and i love it i love that about him i do too and it makes it you don't know it until you kind of learn it you know Mm -hmm. that it's not then you kind of put it on on the cans you know in the headphones and you're like god damn these drums are loud well, it's I guess, awesome. And we've talked about a million times that Brendan O'Brien is like one of my favorite producers. Oh, and yeah. one of the things I've learned for mix and for like, well, mainly for mix is because I've listened to his productions and mixes so many times. And he was like hitting hard mm-hmm. when I was a teenager mm-hmm. with his stuff. So there was a lot of stuff that I was listening to that I didn't even know was him at the time. Um, I have a real problem sometimes. Like I have to before I send anything off to someone, I have to make sure that my I'm not just doing the Brendan thing because it's in my right. brain. You know what I mean? Sure. From such a young age, Your to, program. I hear things with tons of drums, like he got them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but not everyone. You know, that's not what you need on a, well, and what a, a country song. What a cool... You, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not going to hear that. It's like, wait a minute. I can't be Brendan right now, you know? <laughs> totally. Um, I, the only thing... This is one of my favorites, too. But I, for me, there's this category that we've talked about before of that kind of... The narrative... Well, all right. So it's like present... To me, present tense, given to fly... Uh, definitely in my tree. Like, in my tree and given to fly... Not in a bad way. Like some bands rip themselves off because they're running out of ideas, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not what I'm talking about. But I feel like In My Tree and Given to Fly are very, very similar songs in that transcendent kind of feeling that you get in the choruses. Yeah. That flying kind of. Yeah. You, soaring you, you just, right. you literally imagine someone with their arms up in the air. Yeah. Like arms wide open. Yeah. 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 Dude. That's what you picture, or for me anyway. Absolutely, and they're both track four. That's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Now, for me, I have to pick in my tree, but they're both so just fucking. I remember the first time I heard this, and I got done with it, and I was like, I kind of have another in my tree, sure. which made me yeah. super happy. Yeah. And I kind of feel the same way. The only the difference is I I would go with Given to Fly personally, mm-hmm. but the only reason being is because I think in my tree. It kind of scared me at first. Yeah, it's terrifying. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really scary tune. Yeah, because kind of, the drums that like tribalish 
Well, mm-hmm. like we talked that, about that bridge, that yeah, like yeah. that's weird yeah. shit. Yeah. We're giving a fly is more, way more accessible. Yeah, kind of a radio hit, and like Matthew was saying, like it's got everything. It does yeah. everything that you love about Pearl Jam is all in this one song. Yes, you know yeah. that's what makes it my favorite. Yep, for sure. I just want to say one more thing um, about Mike was saying that like the idea behind the music was to mimic like a wave out in the ocean where it slowly builds and then you know crashes but then starts slowly building up again yeah he talks about that on the single video theory yeah yeah Yeah. and um eddie is trying to say like lyrically trying to rise above a few people giving you shit and trying to rise above that to not let that take you know take over what the majority of people are saying good things and not sure. not just you know focusing on the one or two negative things and rising above all that stuff and giving yeah. your love away yeah you know well and you know f- first he was stripped and then he was stabbed by faceless men fuckers mm-hmm. uh he still stands yeah you know the triumph of i'm getting that chills line. yeah i'm getting chills because that line is just insane and, dude, and, i even heard somebody say uh you know a christian person who was saying that that felt like a, a jesus reference absolutely um totally. you know first he was stripped and then he was stabbed by faceless men right. fuckers he still stands you know he's yeah. still he's still here you know and i mean whether you believe that he don't that's not it's irrelevant but it's a mm-hmm. cool interpretation yeah i think you know i didn't think about it that i way felt the I same i i remember think feeling that way about in my tree actually mm. that's another reason why those like christ-like kind of transcendent shit on but they win in the end kind of figures yeah. that's yeah. what it felt like to me downtrodden you know? but yeah. still gonna rise above this shit yeah. you know super cool Hell yeah. I could go on forever. We yeah, gotta me quit. too. <laughs> I got to stop. Stop me, Brad. God damn it, Matthew. Brad, shut up. <laughs> You're a guest here. I'm out of here. Yeah. You <laughs> don't forget I'm that. Not. You're a guest I here. Get tracks, I get to weigh in on the first four, and then I'm gone. You're out. I'm out of here. Okay, your favorite song's done. You can go, bud. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, all right, so up next, we've got Wishlist. I'm going to say, we've talked about this before, Matthew, mm-hmm. uh, very impressive lyric, I feel like. Not great song, but when I put it up against my other 
lists of great Pearl Jam songs, and that's a hard thing to do. It does not necessarily stack up for me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Lyrically? No, just as oh. a whole. Oh, okay. Sure. Like, when I find myself listening to it, I'm like, yeah, this is a good song. It's ex- I never seek it out, though. Oh, it's extremely simple yep. musically. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just a handful of chords. Um, and it's the the melody is very you know it's it's pretty repetitive, mm-hmm. but I feel like the lyrics are so, I mean just unreal, man. You know I wish there was the souvenir we were talking about this earlier. I wish right. there was a souvenir you kept your house key on. Mm-hmm. I wish there was um, a sentimental ornament you hung on your Christmas tree. I wish that was the star, star. that went on top. Yeah. And like that once again wordplay. Like he used Christmas tree with a period at the end and then went back Continued. and made another reference to right. a Christmas tree. I just feel like in a million years if I could write a line or two like those, then I'd be like, shit, man, that's the best lyric I've ever written. Yeah, right. You know, I mean that's the most I you know, if you if you sing that to someone, you know, like I wish I was the verb to trust yeah. and never let, let you, you down. down. Yeah. The verb to trust in quotes. It's mm-hmm. like who the fuck can get away with who, that yeah. besides Eddie? <laughs> yeah, nobody. You know, who nobody thinks of that. Relieved, yeah. and I wish I was the verb to trust and never yeah, let who, you down. Who thinks of wanting to be a verb? Like I can't even describe. You know, even, I don't have the right. words to say. Like, yeah, well, who but thinks that's, of well, that? Let's be fair though. That's because you're dumb. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Just kidding. well, explain it to me then. No, I was totally fucking kidding, I know, dude. I know. <laughs> no, but that's what's what kind of in a way bums me out about Eddie bums me out a little bit because I like to write lyrics sometimes too. Sure. But his f- worst lyric, right. quote unquote, <laughs> yeah. I would just yeah. die yeah. if yeah. I wrote it. Be like, I'm done. Sure. Well, he he, <laughs> I'm out. he said that him and Mike this was this song writing was like a stream of consciousness mm-hmm. kind of thing and that the the demo or the original version was like eight minutes long mm-hmm. and that he sat down and picked out the best wishes and that's probably why and he, it's, it's probably why it's the uh, i think it's the only fade out on the record mm-hmm. um you know because at the end if you turn it up you know you can hear him he's still singing uh, right. yeah. i wish it was the yeah, radio right. song, song the one you could never turn, turn down yeah or couldn't turn up oh sorry is it right couldn't turn off. Yeah. Couldn't turn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one you couldn't. I mean, you know, and then it fades out. You can't make it. But mm. apparently, I, I'd love to know what Keeps he's going. singing after yeah. that. I remember being younger with like the. I, I, I was probably listening to headphones or something, but I was so afraid. I won't, won't, So I kept. I would go to the end of the song yeah. with a fade out start, and I would like Just crank I'd it. Start <laughs> cranking slowly the volume to so I could hear it, but then I was always afraid that the next song would start and I would literally yeah. lose my hearing. Yeah. Well, if anybody <laughs> out there knows the answer or has a, a, a theory on what where those lyrics are, I mean, oh. besides in the Pearl Jam vault, like in Eddie's notebook, right. I feel like that. I don't know if. Oh, we're tight with Ed. Ed. Come on. Well, I know you're listening, Dan. Uh, yeah. If you just kind of checked out for a second, if you could give us the rest of the lyrics to Wishlist, singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. That'd be awesome. That'd Thanks, be great. Ed. Thank you, man. <laughs> I see you at lunch tomorrow. I know. <laughs> exactly. um, oh, I just lost what I was going to say. That's all right. Cause, uh, oh, live. Yeah. Live, he, he kind of changes it up depending yeah. on his mood. You know, right. and and at, it, at different shows, he'll kind of change up some of the the wishes at the end, like yeah. the final one. Hmm. Yeah, because you can't fade out live. That right. makes sense. <laughs> yep. Yeah, makes sense. What if you did? 
<laughs> it's like know. the shittiest thing ever. <laughs> just like the the faders, you know, the sound guys. But they're the still faders up there are playing. Yeah. But they can't hear anything. So yeah, all you can hear is the guitar amps, like just raw. <laughs> like so live fade out for wish list. Yeah. By the way, Ed, you should. Uh, I'm trademarking that for you too, buddy. <laughs> let's do it. All right, let's do the next one. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. So we've got. <clears throat> what do we? Oh God, I love this song. All right, let's do pilot. This was the first, what I would consider a weird song on the record that I liked. Mm-hmm. It's a weird song, right? Yeah, very yeah. weird. But it's fucking beautiful and weird and kind of heavy in a weird way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to be that guy. You don't like it? Yeah. I, I mean, no. I like it. You don't love but it? I don't love it. This, this okay. is your no way. This is my no way. Yeah. I knew, I, see, I told you I was going to be yeah. that guy at some point, right? <laughs> this is my that guy moment. I'm not a pilot guy. I've just never been a fan. Wow. Um, I think, I mean, I, I, I still listen to it. I never skip it, ever. Yeah, sure. Um, but if I had to pick, uh, you know, my, which, once again, I mean, my least favorite song on this record is still fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. not really like I'm shitting on it. It just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. If that makes sense. And it's a Jeff song. Yep. And a lot of the time, the Jeff songs, no offense, buddy, Jeff, since you're listening, <laughs> I think you're the coolest <laughs> member of the band, by the way, um, just as a person. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like Pilot just doesn't, has never resonated with me musically uh, and lyrically. A lot, that happens a lot with his songs, Ghost and couple other ones that people just love yeah. they just don't and that's the beauty of pearl jam that's the beauty of music it's like yeah. you know you don't like no way and i'm not a huge pilot fan mm-hmm. i'm sure there's a couple on here that i don't know when brad l is going to be that guy on this record on this record actually i don't know if i am you might record. not have a moment <laughs> but anyway uh but i'd like to hear from you brad lyons on uh what you love about it so much mm, i think that it's and i'm honestly asking that yeah yeah, yeah sure I mean, I've always loved, like Brad, you just mentioned, like when you hear the first note of "Given a Fly," the guitar part, mm-hmm. like there's something about it where it's like even the first time you heard it, yeah, it's not just like because you know it now. The first time you heard it, it's it instant. already it immediately does something to you. Yeah, the yep. the sound of the acoustic and his voice and the melody at the beginning of this song, is I think beautiful and. It was like this is different than what they've done before, mm-hmm. because it's kind of those Dave Matthews chords on acoustic is what it sounds like. Right. That real, it's got like 
a droney note in there and it's just like a one three kind of thing going around yeah almost like a tripping billies kind of thing right you know what i'm talking about yeah yes everyone i went through a huge dave matthews fan <laughs> uh band phase in high school and i learned all that shit on guitar you oh, probably yeah. did too oh everybody did you yeah you know, most guitar, most guitar players did guitar player, dude you know? I, I i got so much better rhythm and dexterity on my left hand from yeah. learning his stuff yeah the stretches you have to do sure um but just that talk of like just the way it starts like, yeah oh shit and then it's that weird stabby chorus right so opposite of the rest of the song sure i just like the contrast I can guess. i see the lyrics yeah that? um just off the top of my head um they're very they're very jeff lyrics oh super stony <laughs> don't make any fucking sense yes. but to him yes. kind of thing yeah yes yeah and usually like we were talking about like jeff songs i usually don't like jeff songs you know, I, because I they're just they're just weird and they don't sound like Pearl Jam to me. Mm -hmm. It's very obvious when there's a Jeff song. He is the most obvious. Yeah, songwriter. but this yeah. song, I, I I like this song. I might not like it as much as you, but I do like this song a lot. So, how how would you guys interpret the chorus? <laughs> like Pilot, I have a dog, obeys, listens, kisses, loves. Um. I mean, is that a reference to Pontius Pilate? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. it is. And it how is. how and how old do you guys interpret that? Because I've never fucking known. I mean, I'm, I'm I, I consider myself stupid for well, not having an interpretation. It's it's based on um, there's a book called The Master and the Margarita. Okay. And part of the book is written about Pontius Pilate at the end of his life, that he's up on a mountain. And he's all alone except for his dog. Oh. And uh -huh. he's very uh, restless and he can't sleep. And I, I guess, um, I don't know if it's in the book or if Jeff interpreted it. The reason he was feeling that way was because he didn't get to finish his conversation with Jesus because he was killed. Hmm. And that's basically what. That's basically where that line comes from. Gotcha. But Jeff was saying that he would he had a recurring nightmare dream about being an old man and being with his dog. So when he read this book about Pilot and his dog, it right. kind of freaked him out. Because he is, he's real close with his dogs, right? I mean, he's a mm -hmm. dog guy, right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That that. Thank you for. That's good. A little education. Yeah. I didn't know well, that either. Dude, seriously. I, <clears throat> growing up Catholic, like I always knew who Pontius Pilate was. I didn't know that part of his story, mm -hmm. but I always assumed that that's who Pilate was in the lyrics. Mm -hmm. and I didn't find out the the Jeff's version of it until, you know, the internet. Sure. <laughs> so I could <laughs> so look it up. You know I what I mean? Yeah. But that's, you know, essentially where that comes from. Is that going to fall on you? Oh, no, I just okay. hit it. <laughs> yeah, I never had... That's cool. Well, now that is my interpretation. I yeah. never really had one for the chorus. For me, it was just... I think it was one of the moves, like Eddie moves, like the way he takes... The way he phrases the obeys, listens, kisses, loves. Yes. Because you can't... I had to read the lyrics before I knew that's what he was saying. Oh, right? yeah, me too. I had no fucking clue. I had no idea that was But now that saying. I know that it's those words, right. it's another one of those weird phrasing things that he does and yeah. fucking works. Well, that low, yeah. that low voice. Yeah, underneath you know? it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a, a weird, quirky song. Mm -hmm. And I'm, 
I usually don't like that stuff. <laughs> and this one, this one, it does work for me. It just, it just does. Cause that, that chorus, that again, that just dirty guitar riff in the chorus and the way Eddie's singing it, sure. I just, I'm like, yeah, I like well, this. Well, let me, let me say one more thing uh, about the Jeff song thing. I just to elaborate, I guess I take that back. I think it's just when it's Jeff solo, like when he writes the entire song, he writes yeah, the yeah. lyric mm -hmm. and the melody probably, mm -hmm. or Eddie probably kind of helps him out figuring out or navigating the melody. Right. And then has writes all the music. Um, you know, if it's an Eddie, uh, Jeff, collaboration you got jeremy great. and then yeah. i mean you know, on and on and on and on mm -hmm. i can totally down with that mm -hmm. it's when it's just jeff is the only primary writer i tend to i tend to not like those songs um as a general well rule. that'll be interesting then because we got another one coming up but I, then i'm probably gonna <laughs> bite my tongue because i or, or i'm probably gonna kick myself because i know exactly what you're talking about and it's fucking awesome <laughs> okay yeah. well, we'll see damn it well Matthew. one thing i like the last verse too though um, the stunned by my own reflections, looking back sees me too clearly. I swear I'd never go there again. Not unlike a friend that politely drags you down. That's just a cool. That's a cool. It's just yeah. a cool. Yeah. And it kind of builds line. up. Yeah, he part. does the drags you down, and then that background vocal or whatever is like get down, get down, get down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. so stupid, but yeah. I love it. I love it, dude. <laughs> the power of music. Oh man. Um. All right, let's move on. All right. Uh. Let's see here. Up next. Oh, I can't click. I can't snap and talk at the same time, Brad B. <laughs> Let's try this again. Let's do, do the evolution. Yeah. Fucking love this song. Yes, love it. Oh yeah, oh, we're yeah. all in agreement on this. Oh, one, yes, right? yes. Okay, yeah. cool. Oh yes. Who wants to start? I mean, I, I'd be happy to do it. Yeah, our all guest. Right. Well, first of all, as a guitar player or any musician, when you hear that first riff, <laughs> you're like, you don't know what the fuck to do because it's like, <laughs> it's so dissonant mm -hmm. and gnarly and quirky. Quirky. Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Musically, you know, melodically, you're like, what the fuck is this? I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, what, what? Mm -hmm. You know, it was, a, and it was a grower, you know, for me, whereas Given to Fly, what we were talking about earlier, it was instant. Instant, yeah. This was a grower um, because, you know, one, the lyric is so fucking amazing, yep. you know, and then when you get to the hallelujah section, you get to the chorus. Oh, God. Like, it's right. just getting to the, like, through the verse was the hardest part for me when I first got first the record. First heard it, yep. You know, and I kept doing it, I kept doing it, and then eventually I saw him live and saw him do it live and heard it on Live on Two Legs and, you know, mm -hmm. and, I, you know, when he says the whatever, this isn't, this is a, that hard. was an old song, this is a new song, it's Evolution, baby. Right. And then that version is what turned me on to, cool. to the song because he's so much gnarlier live when he does that opening screaming scream, thing. Yeah. It's like the same thing with Break or Fall. It's the same deal. Like he, the live thing, he sounds like a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> yeah. You know, or a lion. You know, he comes like, Rah! Yeah. 
you know but live it's a little bit muted you know it's it's a little dirty in terms of the effects and it's just not as visceral of sure. a response but it's such a great way to open a, a song that's about you know about evolution essentially you know yeah because the the live version is a little more in like blood territory yes right it's like just gnarly. that really like Bruh. dude you're gonna lose your voice yeah <laughs> Stop. It's, it's angry eddie i want to see you play again yeah. you know what i mean um, I'm with you. I don't know how long. I think maybe, based on your description, uh, maybe I liked it the first time a little bit more than you did. But I had largely the same experience. Once I really cued into the what the lyric was saying by the, like the second or third listen, that's what like got me in. I think yeah. at that point. Sure. But but it is like a. I mean, it's a pretty much a staple live now yeah yeah they play, i mean that's they play like almost yeah. every show yeah. they're playing that song and i love it i love it every time live it's mm -hmm. just such a uh, i don't know if i'd say fun but it's a real it's just a kick-ass song throughout like doesn't really there's not like a bad spot in the right set for it, it doesn't really slow down except for the hallelujah part but that is such an awesome thing oh yeah because this is our church we sing in a choir, and, and the then whole the crowd, crowd is, is doing the hallelujah. Totally. Yeah. I'm a thief. Amazing. I'm a liar. There's my yeah, church. church. I sing in the yeah. choir. You know, yeah. fucking great line. And then <laughs> yeah. he comes in with this co like this chorus of stones, yeah, mm -hmm. stacked stones. Yeah. Um, I just I fucking love that. Yeah. And it's such a great yeah live, such a great moment. Um, and man, that, you know, the lyric is just there's the I can't I can't find a bad lyric in that song. No, or nothing. Like, there's nothing that throws me off. You know, and it's so like you can just tell he's so angry at like what we've done to you know, as a species, you know. Yeah. And you could tell he's it's like I said, it's pissed off Eddie. It might be the first time we've heard pissed off Eddie in this record. That's true. I haven't heard pissed off Eddie That's true. Till track what? Were we on? This is like seven? six or yeah, this is seven, right? Seven or seven, yeah. 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 Now can I give you a little fun fact that yes, I just please. learned today? Yeah, yeah dude. please do. Jeff does not play on this song. What? On the record. Really? Who it's plays Stone. on it? Stone. Stone plays bass on this. Okay. I never knew that. I think I heard that a long time ago. But no, yeah. you're right. I've never I know heard they that. switch on Smile yeah. from mm -hmm. No Code, but yeah, apparently he didn't play on this. Hmm. Wow. So. That's All interesting. Right. He just must not have been around and like, well, Stone's part's fine. Yeah, yeah that's fine. <laughs> just get in there, Stone. It's fine. Yeah. I always like that uh, verse. Well, I like all the verses. I mean, well, just a couple of high points for me lyrically. I'm the first mammal to wear pants. I fucking love that line mm -hmm. so much. Yeah. Um, and he usually, in concert, he'll say, shit my pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, or say corduroy pants. Yeah. <laughs> I um, love the way I remember the first time I heard him sing the It's Heard Behavior. Yeah. That just real like it's it's he's not even singing right yeah, yeah. he's just it's like just blowing his voice guttural. out yeah that's what I love about it yep it's just he's so pissed and it's you can hear it in the performance you know and I mean it's just so sarcastic mm -hmm. you know he's just he's just knocking so many different things but in a very uh, eloquent way and I mean it's just like he's playing a character. Like I don't feel like that's that's Eddie. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's like a lot of Pearl Jam songs. He's he. It's obviously him writing, and he's it's. But it's not him. If it yeah, he's feel like he's definitely speaking in like third person. Right. And I think he said this is one of his favorite songs of theirs because of that. Because he's he's seeing the song from because he's singing in a third person. He's seeing it. 
you know, from like outside of himself right. because he's not narrating. He's singing from a different viewpoint. Right. Right. That line, the, well, and I, I don't know if I've really like noticed this before, but I'm, I was looking through this and all the ones, the lines that still stick out to me to this day, but also stuck out to me the first time I heard it, that kind of grabbed me or it's like it was planned for the end of each line somehow. Like the, those ignorant Indians got nothing on me. I was just thinking that. Right? Yep. Like that just sticks out. Yeah. Because of where it is in the verse, yeah. not just what it's saying. Sure. Same with the. Um, the white man came in and fucked everything up. The only one that can kind of like slip by you in a way, or could for me based on that, was I love that verse though. That's the I admire me, admire my home, uh, admire my son, admire my clone. My clone, yeah. I love that line. It's gorgeous. Yep. Um, all right, let's move on. Cool. Everyone loves that song. <laughs> We're all agree. Yeah. Agreement. All right, here we go. A little red dot. Oh boy. I don't even know where to start with this I think, one. I think the best way to say what the fuck. Yeah. This the first that was my reaction when I first heard red dot or they call it red bar. Yeah. But how are we the going color to say red, the, the color, color red? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to let y'all take it on this one, man, cuz I I literally this was the one when I first heard it. I was like, "What the fuck?" I mean, you know, of course we got you got a few of these, you know, I mean, Pry to mm-hmm. um, you know, Hey Foxy, Mother, Mop or, Handle, Mop, yeah. Uh, you got a bunch <laughs> of these, you know, weirdo like shit that they do you know yeah. and this is for me on this record this is that moment um what do you guys think i totally agree with you and we were talking about this before we started recording but i have turned a corner as of late i think it's because i've you know i've gotten a working record player again and i'm sitting down and listening to vinyl Without, like, I put my phone away. I don't have anything in front of me. You know, like, forcing myself to... Not just Pearl Jam Records, any record. Just put it on, and you have to be present. And you're looking through the lyrics or the liner notes or whatever. I've been trying to do that kind of listening more um, when I'm at home. And that has kind of shifted. Not that I love these songs that we've listed, you know, as the weird ones from each record. But I get it in context for listening down to a whole... Sure. Record in that kind of a thing. Especially That's when turned you, the corner for me. When, especially when you look at it as a vinyl. You know, yeah, side A absolutely. and a side B. It's a perfect way to sort of usher in, you know, one or two tracks after for a B side like for the B side of the record. Exactly. You know, it's like a 
I feel like it fits perfectly in the sequence. Mm-hmm. If that, I wouldn't put that song anywhere else but between you know Evolution and um, MFC and MFC. Yeah. yeah, it's just such a. I totally agree that it's like the perfect place for that palate cleanser kind of thing. Yeah, just you know? sort of get out of your get out of your head for a minute and then we'll come back. Now, yeah. if I'm in my car and I have shuffle on and one of these fuckers comes on, skip. Yeah, it's got to be in sequence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. done. Totally. Don't want it. Yep. Skip. Well, I disagree with both of you. Okay. <laughs> Hit me. I like the song. I've always liked it. And at the time, I didn't realize, but this is very much what Jack does in his solo stuff. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's another reason that I've that I like it even more, knowing that now. So does it feel like it feels like it was more just, I mean, it's obviously it's super Jeff, uh, Jack. Jack heavy. Yeah. Um, do you think it was like more i think he was sort of taking the taking the reins for that one oh yeah definitely okay. yeah. yeah i think so too i mean i just didn't know that the it was, only it was thing, factual or not the only right. thing i don't really like is the the i guess the lyrics the the phrase about we're all crazy just that super high voice i don't know if that's jack singing that or if that's eddie or if it's, it's probably a couple different people yeah i bet it's just jack, mixed though. yeah i, I would but, think it's jack oh crazy we're all crazy animal yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't love that part of it. Yeah, but just the the drumming aspect of it. Yeah. Oh I, yeah, I, 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 like I can that. totally get behind that. Yeah. Well, I'm real, I'm real hit or miss with the these weird interstitial. I songs. think everyone is. Yeah. I think it's like, a, what day are you talking <laughs> right. to me? That's how I feel about those things. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I will say that I, I don't know if this is at all part of the thought process they've ever had for these weird little songs they put in there. But for me, a I, I emotionally, whether I want to admit it or not, sometimes need a break just for a minute mm-hmm. on Pearl Jam records because Pearl Jam records don't have much filler. Mm-hmm. They don't. There's not a whole lot of really lighthearted subject matter. It's very intense. It's intense very band. easy for me and obviously you guys too, but people like us to like. I don't know. Pearl Jam is not in just a like, yeah, let's just put it on and listen to it. Yeah. I mean, I do that sometimes, yeah. but even it's when I do that, be, it's I, meant to be draining. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm in. Even if I think oh, I'm just going to throw a Pearl Jam record on, no, nope. I'm no. like, it's a whole thing. It's, it's not a, a whole background experience. Thing. No, it's right. not. Um, I don't know. And th- so these these songs for me, just kind of like I'm thinking about all these heavy things that I relate to in the lyric and totally. In feeling so just inadequate as a musician, as a writer, when I'm listening to this stuff, you know what I mean? Like, totally. God, I wish I'd written that riff <laughs> for whatever, like, you know? It's but, only like a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's super if, short. Even That's if from, I didn't love it, I'm like, ah, I'll listen. Because <laughs> it's going to be over in a yeah, minute. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. 60 seconds. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, and I think like what you were saying, Matthew, like, I don't know. Coming straight from something like Do the Evolution into MFC right. would be a bit of like a... yeah jolt i, I feel like you know you need a breather yeah well i can't believe we even talked about this song for this long i know i think we win <laughs> yeah we did <laughs> we won podcast we, we world won i don't know what down. that means but um <laughs> yeah you're the fuckers out there right. we just spent the longest amount of time right. anyone <laughs> yeah. in the history of human beings has ever spent talking about that song um all right cool let's move on we've got mfc
I love this. I do too. I do Matthew. too. All right. Love it. It's just a kick-ass, rocking, we're, we're getting in the car and getting the fuck out of here. And yep. Let's do it. Road road trip type stuff. It's kind of like rearview mirror, like the happy version of rearview mirror. Yeah. Okay. You know? <laughs> I've never thought of that ever. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Yeah, but it's just, you know, it's just another, like, I'm getting in the car and I'm putting it in drive and going. And in rearview mirror, it's real fucking heavy and dark. Yeah. This song is like, yeah, man, I'm getting in my fucking sports car. I'm putting it in reverse. Yeah. Taking, hanging a left and then I'm going. And it's, it's, it's way more upbeat. The, you know the music well, part of it and eddie's the only writer um <coughs> which i can hear definitely you know, an totally. eddie song uh, and you could i mean yeah like you were just saying the last line of the song is fuck it will disappear yeah <laughs> and it's just such a there's a triumph in that yeah. you know in rear mirror it's you know that's that's like heavy shit that's mm-hmm. brutal and you know that that's back when he was you know super fucked up mentally yeah. um and you know i i've told you that story that cameron crow wrote about where eddie came in to sing the lyrics for rearview mirror and he got to that core or the the bridge where he screams it at the mm-hmm. end Review me. and as he was in yeah. the he was in the room with them and all the snare drums that were around the studio started yeah. rattling like that's how loud he, and right. he, when he gets really aggressive like that full voice that's how loud and much volume he creates that everything around the room is shaking well, uh, but this is to me is like you said. It's like, it, this is so fucking cool. It's like, man, I, this is just a simple. Let's fucking get in the mini, you know, mini fast car, and fucking go. Yeah, mm-hmm. or motherfucking car, or whatever <laughs> you want to say. I don't know. Well, and it's it's like all the structure of the song is so pain. It's like one of the simple. It's like no way. It's one of the simplest mm-hmm. Pearl Jam songs ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. It's the the verse part, and then just two chords for the chorus. Yeah, the B flat and the F, I think. Yeah, and then maybe it runs up to a C right before it goes back to the chorus, or so, I mean the verse or something. But just like painfully simple song. Totally love it, and you can tell that it's an ad riff. Mm-hmm. You know, like even before I knew, because it doesn't make sense as a guitar player. Right. You're only fretting that F low F note. Right. Gang, gang. Yeah, and he's and that's what I love about his guitar playing is because you can tell that he's we all we all approach an instrument differently. Sure. But it's those three guys play guitar so differently. And it's like <laughs> It's weird. And man. I used to hate it when I would play guitar. I'm gonna really? I, I, well, yeah. I'll admit it. You know, when he first started doing it yeah. in the vitology world, it bothered me because mm-hmm. he's so powerful as a front man. He can just mm-hmm. stand there. One of the only front men that can just stand stoically and not be running around the stage. And and he's you know, got everybody. And everybody's just, <laughs> just focused on him because mm-hmm. he's one of those presences. You know, Michael Stipe said that about him in the uh, induction speech. You know, he's like, there's only, there's very few singers, front men that can stand in front of 50,000 people and command their attention with just, just by standing there and mm-hmm. not have, I mean, you know, now he's a lot more, he runs around a lot sure. more. He's, he's having a lot more fun. But, you know, in the, these days, when I first saw him, one of the, the first time I saw him was on the Yield Tour in 98. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, he didn't do a lot of moving. But, I mean, I, I was constantly, like, sucked in. And I feel like that's the, the vibe, you know, that you get from an Eddie song. Like, yeah. It's super easy. You know, and he approaches 
guitar playing i feel like the same way mm -hmm. uh, and now when i see him in the guitar it feels natural because yeah. it's been so long mm -hmm. you know well he was the guy that like it, at the beginning it was obvious that and i'm not saying that he knows nothing about guitar or whatever but he's definitely not like a a school guitar player and you can tell in some ways like there's a lot for eddie it seems like there's a lot of like i'm just gonna move my hands around until it's something cool yeah because you look at the chord structures or even the inversions he plays and it's like and it's so cool that doesn't make any sense it's but weird fuck it. it's like not for you yeah or you know rearview mirror like you were saying that riff or whatever you know it's just he, yeah it's you can tell he's like i love it how it's just like i would have never thought to write that I would have never thought to go there. Mm -hmm. And people that make you do like think that are the most interesting songwriters to me. Absolutely. Too, you know? Yeah. All right. That's a simple song. I think we're good with that, right? Do you have anything else about that one, Blazy? Mm -hmm. All right. Let's keep going. Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're just doing your thing. All right. <laughs> you probably don't, but are you aware of the, the, the untitled little intro that he plays i think it was on live on two legs on two but he legs, plays yeah. it a few times but that you know he said yeah, it's we got real... a car got some gas yeah. let's get out of here yeah that's that is such a like pretty yeah opening because then it kind of fades and then you know, yeah. it starts going into the actual song and to me it feels like he's <clears throat> making those lyrics up on the spot right <laughs> because yeah, really. and it's badass those are yeah. great lyrics because he's a great lyricist mm -hmm. but yeah. I think he only he very few people could come up with something like that mm -hmm. on the fly but it, it like it's like a hip-hop artist yeah, you know, yeah. You come up with things that just out of thin air yeah and uh it's like a ha really happy accident that's yeah. what it feels like to me I don't yeah know. and i think um like we said wishlist like he'll change some of the lyrics live I, th I think in that untitled 
he kind of will mold it to like whatever city they're in or, okay. or something. Yeah. But, Which once again, here's to you, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can dude. reach us at where? <laughs> What's our email address? Singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. Yeah. You, know, you know it's on your favorite list. Oh, yeah. no, look, I got, come on, dude. I got it right here. EV. It's in my cell phone. I'll call him afterwards. Okay. let's. I, this may or may not be interesting. I think it could be, but let's move on to the next one. So we've got Low Light. I'm going to go to you. Busted. I'm going to go to you. I know. This is Jeff's song. That's what I'm saying. I knew I was going to eat those eat words. shit. I knew it. <laughs> I knew exactly when you said it. I was like, fuck. Low life. The second you said it, I was like, I can't wait. Oh, no. So do you like the song? I love yeah, this song. Yeah, I thought you loved this song. I love Low Light. Uh, I love that they opened with it recently a bunch of times, which is so cool. Um, I think it's beautiful. The lyrics are gorgeous. I take everything back. <laughs> for this song. I regret song. everything yeah. back just for this song. Right. I'm going to isolate this one. All right, cool. Um, because it's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's so cool. The time signature is cool. The way It's that, weird. I it's think it's like funky. a measure of, a, of six and then a measure of seven, and that's how it rotates. It's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. I'm probably totally wrong about, about that, but it's something like that. But I'm going to let you guys take it, too. Well. Because, I mean, I, for me, it's like, I mean, what a gorgeous melody, great lyric. I think it's Jeff's best. <laughs> I do, too. I think it's his I best, think it's his best, best song solo Pearl Jam song. Yes. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. What do you think? I mean... I knew. To, I knew that no. face that you just made was coming. <laughs> it's okay. So yeah, now, listen. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I'm see the problem is, yeah. is that I'm metal and this song just isn't metal. <laughs> There's acoustic guitars and it's very slow and clouds rolling by. Dude. Your on. favorite fucking Pearl Jam song is black. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's a rock song though that No, it's not. Speaks to me. That is it, not a that's rock a song. That's, that's a, a fucking ballad all day well, long. It's about well, <laughs> you say potato, I say mustard. I, I'll yeah. say that's this, you. Everything you just said, making fun of me, yeah, was true. Like when I first heard the song, okay, but it's totally grown on me because because of the live stuff. Yes, and because they they always throw it into one of those first two or three slow burns. Yeah. So when I hear it now. I get this happy feeling of like, oh, show starting. Show's about to start. Yeah. And after this song, they're gonna fucking go crazy and play fucking you know, animal or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're gonna open for real after these slow songs. Yeah. Yeah. So when I hear it now, I do get a, you know, a better feeling than I did when I first heard it, because I'm metal. 
Yeah, right. of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he, I mean, the other part about it too is that I think it, this song, and I, I think it's weird that, and it's probably no coincidence, um, matches the artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, feels like it matches the artwork, the yeah. vibe of it, yeah, the melody of it, and it's a Jeff song, mm-hmm. and Jeff did all the art. Right. I just feel like that's so cool. When I when I hear that song, I immediately see the cover. Yeah. You know, and obviously the imagery and the song is there, but at the same time, even just the the melody itself feels like the cover yeah. to me. And I really like the song. It is not one of my favorites on the record, but that's just really hard. Because like we've like you've already said at the show, we say it, we have to say this all the time. It's like you know my least favorite Pearl Jam song on a record is still I love the song. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's well, like, I'll say this: I like this song better than No Way. Okay, like I always have. Yeah, like, I, I don't. don't ha- I don't like hate this song. I know we joke about. Like, sure, I'm metal. I don't like it. I I maybe we'll bend this off one bugs. D- <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but we can't go with. I mean, I, I agree with everything you just said, with the exception of bugs. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Well, I'm with you on that one too. You've written your your the shittiest song you've ever written is not as shitty as Bugs. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm, I yes, thank you. I there appreciate you. that. Yes. Yeah. Was, was that give yourself some credit, man? <laughs> right. I'm trying to do the Wait, give yourself some credit. Fucking <laughs> <Like> accordion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. What do you? What's your thoughts on this song? I like it a lot. I think. I think that they uses it use it as one of the openers so often because i feel like it's probably a really good it's a really good key and register for eddie to truly like warm up yep it's a well, chance for two, him to kind of like w- the line i don't i don't need the light he kind of goes higher than mm-hmm. he does on that record i like that and then what is it the dream i see Mm-hmm. He fucking holds that C for a long live. A he long, does like yeah. I try to do it, just singing in the car, mm-hmm. right? And I just like halfway through, I'm like, I can't, yeah. I can't hold. It. I don't know if you can, like, if you know what I'm talking about, where he, oh yeah, he mm-hmm. holds that shit, not for as long. I mean, I can do it, but if you, I think the reason he does it is because he knows the longer that he holds it, just like in release or a couple other the popular. Well, the openers, crowd, you hear the, the crowd, crowd goes starts, shit. Yeah, when he starts to sing, if he like that thing in release from mm-hmm. that one release me. Yeah, and it's like still low register. Yeah, people go ape shit. Yeah, you know, and because they know what they're doing. You know? Yeah, no shit. It's, it's it's thought. It's such a thought out process with that band. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and also speaking, you know, speaking of low light being uh, a, an opener or in sort of the pendulum, sort of this thing they've been doing lately, where right. it's the slower stuff up front, and then they crush you with like eight rockers in a row. Right. Um, I love that, and I also feel like I, you have to give so much props to their the band, the crew, and Ed because you know I've heard, and I don't think I mean everybody that I know that knows that is familiar with the band, and mm-hmm. um, I know some people that know the band personally, and uh, Eddie writes the set lists, right? But sometimes he won't write it until thirty minutes before right. the show. Yeah. you know how much stress that, that puts on a for a show that big. Woo. The lighting, the sound guy, front of house, monitors, guitar techs, everybody has to know. And if Eddie hands the tour manager, then they, you know, of course they, they run it off. They, you know, I'm sure they have their method of getting yeah. it to everybody as quickly as possible, so they can get ready for the show. But I mean, what a testament to a, a great band and a great crew um, to be able to pull off 
a different set list every night where you can open with low light, mm-hmm. like a monster deep cut. Yeah, you know, it's we like were, we were talking about that with with night two at Wrigley, how it got rained out, and we were wondering if there was in a set list A and then a set list B for after the rain delay, because I I cannot imagine that they were going to open with Given to Fly. Or the, actually, those first five or six songs were it fucking six rockers. Songs. Six songs it in a row go, that were just it was yeah. fucking do the evolution. Right. It was it was crazy. And they I th- came out of the gates. Yeah, yeah. But I think they did that because of the rain delay. Like we can't go out there with low light and release. Yeah. When these people have been you know rained on and in the, in the stands for two hours, yeah. waiting for us to come back well, after waiting all day. They want us to be the rock band, right? We'll, so we'll, I wonder. I, I I'm just curious about and that. I think it had to be. That's why they're so good. List. I mean, how many times have we been side stage, whether together or mm-hmm. just in our you know individual careers, where like you have to call those kind of audibles, and it's like, man, like a night like that. It's like mm-hmm. I guarantee you, the conversation was these people just got. Locked inside, right? For however long we were thrown stuck. up on. Sure, so I got thrown up on. You know, like yeah. they know this shit is building tension, and mm-hmm. everyone came ready for a fucking rock show, Let's and we've been it. delayed and for we an talked hour and about half. It. Me and you and Kate, we needed those six songs like that. Yeah, we needed those songs. We, we did that not energy. need, but they did it yeah. on purpose yeah. for two reasons. For, One, because they were like, "We got to wear these people out quick mm-hmm. and get everything back under control. Make yeah. sure no weird shit happens." Totally. And number two, this is a way for us still for so they don't feel gypped because those those rockers are short and sweet, and it mm-hmm. means that your your song count on your set list goes up real quick. Yeah. So. Because they had to be done by a certain time, right? right? Mm-hmm. They literally lost time. Yeah. They paid, I don't want to know how much money to go 30 minutes past curfew, right? Mm-hmm. Because oh. they got started late. Yeah, because that dude, was Monday night. That's a shit ton Monday, of money. That was Monday yeah. night? The union fees are no Monday bullshit. night, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, for every band that does that, I have so much respect for. Because the union fees are no bullshit. Like, nope. If you go over curfew, like... You're fucked. You're talking like your manager is like looking at his watch and he's fucking sweating. They went 30 minutes past. Jesus Christ. So their normal set lists run anywhere from 31 to 36 mm-hmm. songs, depending. Yeah. yeah. And because they fucking came out and bam with those songs, we still got like a 30, 29, 30 yeah. song set list yeah. for, and we lost an hour of time. Yeah. Showtime. That's Sick. a band. That's a band that's committed. Well, they to didn't do audience. a five minute encore. Yeah, they, they, they started to, they and stayed. Eddie was like, "No, we got a, we got a curfew. Come on, guys, stay here." Right, yeah. and they went right back into it. Well, low, yeah, back to low light <laughs> for me. I think I've already said anything about everything about it. It's just one of those songs where there's nothing particularly like that just blows my mind about the song, but it's a great fucking song. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's just where it sits for me. It's just a very chill sort of. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a little bit of for, for me. I think it's a kind of a breather. Yeah, totally. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, another great Jeff contribution. All right, yes. I'm excited about this one. Everyone me knows it, too. and you are too. But um, all right, up next we've got in hiding.
love it. So much. Love it. So much. It's my second favorite song on the record. Mm. Absolutely. Next, I mean, because Given a Fly. Given a Fly is your number one. What's your number three? um, Wishlist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is probably my number. Oh, shit. Yeah, I haven't thought about how I'd rank these songs, but yeah, this would be up there. This might be my number one. I I was going to say, I think evolution. It's either that or Faithful for you, right? Yeah, probably. What about you? It's it. Evolution. Yeah, do the evolution, given a fly, and probably in hiding. Yeah, you know, cool. just off the top of my head. So I wish it's so it's funny. Gorgeous. It yeah. seems like it'd be like. It seems like this would become one of their live staples, and they don't play it that often. I know. I wonder if it's because of that vocals. Really that's what I was gonna say. That's what I love so much. About. Uh, yeah, that's that part. High. I love that part. But he, the thing is, though, Ed doesn't shy away from that. He doesn't. Life, you know, I mean, he if doesn't. you're gonna do uh, that, who cover "Love Rain yeah. on Me" or mm-hmm. like where he hits that high D, mm-hmm. which is like fucking superhuman. Um, he's never scared to go yeah. super screamy high, but that's why he's, he's, he's he, well. He's also a, a bionic human. Yeah, um, <laughs> he wills he, himself. To be able to do things live that aren't human, I don't think. Yeah, sometimes. at his age too, you know, being no in your fifties, playing three-hour sets, singing like at the tip top of your register all the time. Yeah, you know, and do every night after night after night after night, and drinking nothing but fucking wine. Yeah, you know, like yeah. your vocal coach, which he doesn't give a fuck about, right. would be like, would be hey, like- maybe lay off the wine, which is the most <laughs> dehydrating thing you could be Just doing. Just wait till after the show, bro. Yeah, you're already dumping sweat. <laughs> Maybe drink some water. You know he smoked a bowl before he came out, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is going to give you cotton mouth, son. <laughs> He's like, dude, he probably looks at you like, hey, well, get ready. I'm, I'm going to go out. Well, get ready. Just watch. Yeah, you, you keep talking about these things I should do. I'm going to blow your fucking head off when we, I get out there, yeah, no matter a, what. We've been in a van for a minute. <laughs> right. Um, well, for me, this, yeah. I mean, I think the guitars, are, it's like fucking classic stone. Totally. Love it. Totally. Um, I knew from the minute it started, I knew it was Stone. Oh, yeah. You know, like, absolutely. That's a, that's a Stone riff. There's no way that's Mike, and there's no way that's Eddie. Yep. Um, I still find myself... I realized that the last time I went out on the road, that this is one of my soundcheck songs. Like, mm-hmm. I, this is one of the songs I'll start playing for a, for a line check live. That and a couple Zeppelin songs, but... I put that and then it goes straight into that it's just so fucking cool and it's such a cool like I guess you could call that uh, it's like a part A part B or or a verse pre-chorus moment and then when it really digs in you don't see that coming that's my favorite part that's another Jack moment yeah when when he starts doing that you know those long fills yeah. yeah Yeah, yeah, because when it goes to the that E, oh god, that E major, <laughs> yes, yeah, you're like, oh shit, what's happening? Yeah, this it just builds be- that this tension. This became an anthem. Yeah, yeah, you know, which, like you said, I, I don't know why they don't play it. More. Yeah, look, they only they've only played it 91 times live, out of which, like a thousand shows. Well, which in contrast, get, uh, do the evolution is like 470. Both yeah. songs came out at the same time, and there's that much difference. But yeah, this song. It's, yeah. it, it's well, I guess I, I, I got I'm, obviously I'm not in any league of them, you know, couldn't be mentioned in the same sentence, but I mean, I've got like probably 200 ish songs in my catalog, right? And there are so many people that are like, why the fuck do you not play that one, right? Like, it's like so many people love it, and I'm like, I mean, it's just 
it i just i just personally i'm i can't get behind it i guess it's like if if you're gonna deliver if you're gonna play a show whether it's for five people 50 people or fifty thousand people you have to be willing to give a deliver or deliver a passionate and convicted performance where i have to believe you Mm. and the only if ed's gonna phone it in because they're like his stone's like please can we play it he's probably gonna shut it down because like i I know that i'm gonna get out there and it's not gonna feel powerful for me which translates to fifty thousand people yeah so i get that but i also am with you i wish i wish i could hear it live you know because i've never seen it before yeah Wait, we didn't get that in Chicago, did we? I feel like Chicago's such a blur. I feel like no, I got so no, many they, of my favorite songs. They played in Seattle. Seattle. Oh, they did. I knew yeah, I'd seen it on a set list. Those Chicago shows, still, I have to look at the set list sometimes because it's like a fucking blur. Yeah. So crazy. Night 2 is just... Um, let's see here. I wonder if there's any lyrics. I'm trying to remember if there's any lyrics from In Hiding. Other than just like... That's a perfect example. Just from a songwriter standpoint, to be able to... As a listener... I love it when a writer can just, yeah, I mean, it's three words, one of them a contraction, and I just get it. I'm like, I could have written this song. Mm -hmm. Like, I've needed to write a song that says this so many times. Sure. And that's one of the reasons why. I mean, yeah, the guitar is great. Like, it's one of those Pearl Jam songs that hits hits all the right spots, right? Yeah. But it's not, um, I don't know. At the same time, as much as I love this song, it's not a... It's not a hail hail or a last exit or something for me, right? right? Those are still a little bit above it, but I just love the simplicity of yeah, that lyric. Yeah, this is one that I forget how much I like it mm-hmm. until they start playing it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's so simple yet complex, you know. And and I really just that's my favorite Stone moment on the whole record. Um, is it just the song in general, as far as a songwriter? Yeah, the way the and you know when he goes into that chorus, it's just. The pre-chorus and the chorus, like that whole, I would once again, I would never thought to put all that together. Right. You know, like when you listen to songs, you're like, "Fuck, man, why, why wouldn't I think of that?" Right. You know, I would just the way that it they sort of butt up against each other, mm-hmm. you know, and then when it hits that huge chorus, you're like, "Oh shit, man, that's beautiful!" Like that's incredible. Just from if you muted the vocal, just oh, to yeah. listen to the instruments, it's 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 perfect. It takes you to the same place. Yeah. Even without the the vocal, but then you throw Eddie on top of it, and you feel like you've yeah. you're in space. Totally. You know what I mean? Magic. Um, well, and it's the kind of that formula too that Pearl Jam does so well is they're so good at building tension up to a chorus, right? And it doesn't mean like not do your evolution tension, but this song has a f- sort of tension to it that you know you're you're getting somewhere and it, you haven't heard it yet, right? And then it fucking it's just like it's a, it ascends, you yep. know, like you're climbing up a mountain, mm-hmm. you know, and then it the whole song feels like it's doing this, yeah, you know, it's diagonal line. Well, I love that whole uh, the I swallow my words to keep from lying, I swallow my face just to keep from biting, I follow <laughs> I swallowed my breath and went deep, I was diving. I surfaced when all of my being being was enlightened. Uh, way to rhyme again, bud. With well, I guess it does. Biting and enlightened. I guess when you say it, it doesn't feel like it. But that's the way he says it. I Soft just rhyme, yeah. yeah. I just love it's co- that's so cool, man. I mean, that's just such a fucking cool line. I mean, that little stand, just those four lines. Yep. So cool. And this was one of the ones that was based on, I think, something Charles Bukowski said. Okay. Maybe wrote about like that. He I wonder he, what it is because I'm a huge Bukowski fan. Something about how he 
goes away from everything for like four days. Yeah, that dude just fucked up. It was fucked he up. just checks out. Yeah, yeah, and then comes back. <laughs> I mean, it sounds very. It sounds. I mean, I don't know, but it sounds like Eddie. That sounds oh, yeah. like an Eddie move. Oh, yeah. he did. He did that in Versus. He yeah. left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, he, he didn't truck and he didn't tell anybody. Yeah, but then you know, I'm sure they were pissed because they're just sitting around playing ping pong all day. But then when he came and back, paying he, for the studio. Yeah, yeah, paying for the studio. But then he comes back and he's got. Four of the best songs yeah, on the record, exactly. so it's, you can't really argue with them. No, you, know? you can't. Like, hey, check this out! What I did in the woods while you guys were playing ping pong. Yeah, and they went from motherfucker to oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh. Come on, let's let's record. It's okay. Yeah. you were working. Turns out, daughter is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think it's gonna work. All right, let's move um, to the next interesting one. We've got push me, pull me. to start this one brad you start this one. man i'm an opening band for the sun <laughs> i love that i love that i don't line, even know dude. what the hell that means it doesn't but matter. i get it i get it yeah, like right. i fucking there's something about those words said in in that sequence it just means something like huge and i love that fucking line so much i'm like an opening band for the sun yeah yeah man <laughs> it's but i mean it's it is again it's one of those weird not filler songs but it's just it's not just a classic rock song it's yeah, no, got it's this extremely weird, abstract w- yeah yeah it's abstract art. and uh i like it it's jeff <laughs> yeah it's jeff that's that's some jeff flavor for <laughs> sure and once again yeah i, I you don't yeah cover you're... my face <laughs> <laughs> no it's cool man i mean like i said i'm not really a fan of this song but i did turn a little bit of a corner with some live versions of it that made it a whole lot yeah. better for me well we were talking we the you know they played yield all the way through in milwaukee 2014 yeah, right. yeah. and we both without knowing it listened to it the last couple of days and the that version from that show mm-hmm. of, of push me pull me is really fucking it's cool, cool. man i gotta check that out yeah it's really cool yeah i, w- I would i think i would it. prefer that live I think he would. I and I remember thinking. I I think it was that one that I was like. I thought about you. I was like, but if if he doesn't like this song, if he heard this live version, he'd Eddie's, probably be way more. The way it. Eddie sings has got. He's it's got. He just sings it a, a weird, not weird. Well, how would you? He just kind of gets barky with he it gets instead of the spoken word yeah. kind of thing. You know? He gets really. He's not quiet like he right. is on the record. It's he's, like if he had recorded that song during the No Code sessions. That live version would have, that's what it would have been on yeah. the record. He yeah, probably yeah. would have went for the more habit, Lucan kind right. of. Pissed off. Yeah. Yeah, just go for it. Vibe. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll check it out. All right, do that. I mean, it's a cool time. I do love that Jeff really plays around with time signatures and for the most part makes them work. I mean, you can tell that's an art to the time signature thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, sometimes you, you kind of want to pull it off and people 
don't notice that it's a non-type signature. You know what I mean? Sure. This one's a little bit more obvious than some of the other ones, yeah. but I think he still pulls it off. You know what I mean? I don't really have anything to say about it, though. Yeah, I don't either. You good, Brad? Yeah, man. The ocean's <laughs> okay. made me. What? But who came up with love? The lyrics are, are, might, are out there. But yeah, it might be opening, the hippiest lyric yeah, on, on the true. record. Yeah, that's true. That opening band that's for the true. sun. I love that's, that, That's dude. tattoo. I need to get that's that. Someone was on some LSD with Ruben. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read that lyric. Well, um, there's some tabs out of the tongue. There you go. <laughs> all right, let's go to the uh, the closer for the record. We've got all those yesterdays. Okay, cool. Great song. Uh, I love it. Really? Yeah. Brad B. loves yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Great closer. Mm-hmm. The only song on that record, in my opinion, that could be the closer. Like, I guarantee you when they when they like finished recording it, mm-hmm. they were like, this is, the, this is the last song on the record. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're making a record, you you know. Like, when you hear that first one, you're like, this is going to be the opener. I know it. Mm-hmm. You know? And then soon come to mix some time sequence you know your opener you know your closer and all those yesterdays definitely a closer it's very beatles-esque yeah. Yeah. Uh, and in the, the melody um it's just quirky but cool um and you know without the uh or i guess i should say the the sort of hidden thing afterwards right. the hidden track afterwards with the exception of that, I mean, it's such a great period, a, a punctuation mark at the end yeah. of a great piece of art mm-hmm. to me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is that, well, I mean, it's, this is all stone, right? Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So it's not like, I mean, I do like his lyrics. These are like super straightforward lyrics for the most part. There's nothing in here that I th- think is like poetry i'm trying to i'm trying to look where are you running from taking pills yeah that is a good verse uh creating Creating walls walls to to call call your own own. that's cool never mind yeah these are good these are cool lyrics but for me it's like it's one of those songs that it's mm, it's the lyric and the mute it's just everything 
work so well together with the song. Yeah. As as a because you know some some songs it's like man I love that song it's a great song but I love it because of the lyric. Yep. Or I love it because of the guitar part on this song or whatever. And this is one of those songs where it's like. If you took each thing, element of the song, on its own, you would not think, this is the best guitar part Stone's ever written. Nope. Right. It's not. Mm-mm. Doesn't mean it's bad, but it's definitely not one of the best. Is it the best lyric ever written? No. When you put it all together, it's just like, this is It sounds like a standout. band. Standout. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think, the like you're saying, like you, the reason you might like a song is because of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. That's one reason I love this song. Yep. What he's saying and the way he's singing it, to me, I think it's it's like he's singing to obviously someone that's like at a real low point. And instead of being like angry and pissed off and being like, you need to fucking clean your shit up. He's being so like empathetic mm-hmm. towards that person. And encouraging. Yeah, definitely. You know? And I just I love that part. Of, of the song. I and mean, that, I don't know what it's about, but and there's that's a, how I look at it. There's a tenderness in the vocal. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, like, and that, that gives me that same feeling you were just saying. You yeah. know, like, the, it's a guy that's being empathetic. It's a guy that's, you know, encouraging someone, and you don't have to scream it, you know? And, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even sound like there's no other song on the record where Eddie sings it like that, you know? Like, right. if you really listen, he's laying off a lot. He's, he's sort of in the, like, Middle-ish, little, little talky, yeah, little talky, just a little bit. But you know, I'm, don't I, you think you ought to run? Right, you know, and he's sort of gaining. You know, of course, he goes up an octave, but at the same time, normally when he goes up an octave, it's he's it's, hitting he's, hard. He's yeah, he's he's got the dirt box on. Yeah, you know, it's just ah, you know. But this one's very tender. Mm-hmm. Even the high, I, you rarely hear Eddie sing that high, but with, with a tenderness to him, mm-hmm. you know. Well, um, and for me personally. I love the juxtaposition of the way he sings. I guess it's the bridge. I guess that's what you call it. The you've got time. Yeah. And how, when I first heard the song, it sounded like he was saying, you've got time. So ask him. Yeah. But he's doing the thing with escape. Mm -hmm. He's going escape. You know what I mean? Like he's changing the pronunciation. Right. Exactly. You motherfucker. And I thought (laughs) he was saying ask him or ask something. That guitar line is super cool. That one. It's it's so like heavy. Like. Well, that's what I love about it. He's doing it. You've got time. Like he's fucking screaming with the lyric. Is yeah. you've got time, right? You know what I mean. Yeah, like there's still time. Yeah. There's no crime in getting out of here. Yeah, but the way he's singing it is like you wouldn't think that that was the kind of like the the conceit or the thing behind the, the yeah. lyric. You know? There's an urgency to yeah. to a lyric that's very like, hey man, you got time, so get the fuck out of here. Right, get up. Right, but in a really nice way. Yeah, yeah, you totally. Know? Um, yeah, what a good punctuation mark to the the end of that record. Oh yeah, and um, just kind of the like shout out to the Beatles yesterday, like when he sings that word. All those yesterday. Yeah, like, you talking about the outro. No, all the, the yesterday. In the or beginning. The beginning. I got you. Doesn't that kind of mimic the Beatles yesterday? At some point. Let it wash away. 
It's a vat. Yeah, that's uh, very Beatles-esque. It's Beatles-esque. But it doesn't sound like the song. Yeah, to me it doesn't sound like the song. No, I'm just saying that that yeah, lyric, it's kind the of way a, he... That uh, delivery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part. Totally. Yeah, totally. I've, Absolutely. That's a great point. I never I, thought about that. I, me neither. I've always thought this was a Beatles-esque vibe, mm -hmm. but that was a great point. That's, I think that's a huge part of it. Yeah. Super totally. cool. Um. Well, that's a great fucking record. Woo. Man, I, I feel like we've been talking for a long time, I but I feel like it went by quicker <laughs> it did. It went than by it quite feels. Yeah. I don't know how long we've been talking, but I don't even know. Um, well, Matthew, thanks so much, man. Of course, dude. We're like we're two for two on guests, man. Right? I mean, Clint and him as guests. Fucking knocked it out of the park. Yeah, definitely. Hey, man. Thank you Dig for it. having me, dude. It's. I mean, I, we could talk about this record till kingdom come. Oh, hell yeah. And I know that me and you have yes, quite a few times. You know, <laughs> don't get me and Brad started. Yeah. In a, in yeah. a, at the bars or at on the, the road. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, well, dude, we got an eight-hour drive, but what are we going to do? Let's re We're going to resequence all of Pearl Jam's records. <laughs> yes. Let's resequence every record. We really did. We did. Me, you, and Clint. Yep. We did Guns. We did Metallica. We did Pearl Jam. Yep. Mm. And you know it, it made the hours go by faster. Yeah. Well, you want to tell everyone before we kind of sign off here where people can find you and your music and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, you can. We can find it anywhere uh, you like to listen. Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, if you're a generous person, you can go to my website, buy the vinyl. Yeah. Um, we've got I've got four full lengths on vinyl. Um, new one coming out next year. Um, but yeah, anywhere you like to listen online, um, bunch of YouTube videos. Um, yeah, you do have tons of YouTube stuff. So is, you, is it just MatthewMayfield.com? Yeah, MatthewMayfield.com. Cool. Um, and then if you want to listen to the rock stuff, um, just make sure you look up the Blue Cut Robbery. Um, a lot of people want to say the Blue Colt. Because of coastal oysters. Yeah. But uh, the Blue Cut Robbery <laughs> is the name of my the side project. Cool. Um, and we've got a record out called Coquette. Yeah, man. And uh, it's very, very different. And our, as we mentioned, our friend Clint Wells is on that one as well, playing some guitar. Yeah, killing it. So, so check that out. Um, well, thanks again, Matthew. Of course, appreciate man. it. You'll thanks be back on me. soon, I'm sure, as long as you, as you, uh, as long as you agree to coming back on. Of course, sometimes. And as long as I agree that Jeff writes the I'm <laughs> exactly. I'm uh, Brad, uh, fuck you. Okay, <laughs> just kidding. Yes. Um, no, but thank you, dude, for being here. Of course. Our first time meeting, which is cool, but yeah, man, I'm glad. I'm glad we finally made it happen because we've been talking about this for so for like a, a year. Time. Yeah, um, dude. But thanks for having me, man. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Awesome. Anytime. I have a blast. Anytime anyone wants to have a nerdy conversation, yeah. If if you come to a Matthew Mayfield show and you uh, see me at the bar afterwards, come up and uh, and say hello, and some. then just say, "Hey, oh, I heard your podcast," <laughs> and then we'll, we'll we're gonna close the bar down. <laughs> there you go. We're gonna be the talking last about people Pearl Jam. Talking about Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, well, let's get out of here. Again, you can email us singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. Hit us up on the socials. If you would like to support the podcast, you can head on over to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash singlepodcasttheory. That's where you can find out more about that. And we'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Brad Lyons. I'm Matthew Mayfield. And I'm Brad Blazik saying, I wish I was the full moon shining off your Camaro's hood. Oh, yes. man. Camaro's. <laughs> yeah. Redneck as fuck. Peace. <laughs> yeah. Later. Be good. I died. I died and you just I died and you watched.
walked by and said, no, I'm dead. Ah, that was hot. Fuck yeah.